This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Chris Fox in Uvalde, Texas. The picture is becoming clearer as to what happened here Tuesday morning when an 18-year-old gunman barricaded himself in a Robb Elementary School classroom and opened fire, killing 19 students and two teachers before being killed by law enforcement. Lieutenant Chris Olivares is with the Texas Department of Public Safety. No criminal history, no gang affiliation. So we're trying to determine exactly what the motive was and what any indicators at all whatsoever prior to the shooting. What we do know is that a Border Patrol agent assisting local law enforcement took down the gunman. One big question here is about the impact of this tragedy and what changes it will lead to. Congressman Tony Gonzalez represents the area. We need to have more love in this in this world and we need to protect the innocent and there is nothing more innocent than children. I'm Chris Fox in Uvalde, Texas. Now with more CBS News, here's Vicki Barker. There has been worldwide condemnation of the massacre and of the people profiting from guns. I'm Sabina Castelfranco in Rome. At his Wednesday meeting with the faithful, Pope Francis said he was heartbroken by the massacre. The Pope said it is time to say enough to the indiscriminate trafficking of weapons, calling for greater efforts to avoid tragedies like this one from happening again. Nelba Marquez-Green lost her six-year-old daughter in the Sandy Hook massacre in Connecticut nearly ten years ago. She wants to see tough new action from her elected politicians. We don't need more cowardice now. We need courage and we need much more courage from them. But CBS's Scott McFarland says tighter gun laws are highly unlikely to follow this latest massacre. In the last decade since the Sandy Hook shooting, Congress, largely Democrats, has tried and failed to pass nearly 20 gun control measures. There's been a development in one of the ongoing actions over the opioid crisis. West Virginia has just reached a tentative settlement in, with two opioid makers. The reported $161 million settlement reached just as closing arguments were set to begin in the seven-week trial. Yesterday's massacre in Texas overshadowing primary voting in five states. Yesterday, Georgia has a new Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate, as CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports. Former football star Herschel Walker faces Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock in a race that could eventually cost tens of millions of dollars as it's one of the few competitive races that could determine who controls the Senate next year. Walker had the support of former President Donald Trump. Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp, easily defeated another Trump pick. He'll go on to face Democrat Stacey Abrams in his re-election battle in November. Wall Street is up shortly after the open. This is CBS News. Find your next great hire with Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and Samer next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. 
Hi, everybody. Good morning. Mostly sunny today. Temperature 68 for the shoreline, 75 degrees inland. Nice day of weather. Tonight, partly cloudy, cool. Overnight low, 49. Tomorrow, a mixture of sun and clouds. Breezy, highs in the low 70s. And then Friday, partly to mostly cloudy. Chance for showers or a thunderstorm by uh, the evening hours into the night hours. It'll be breezy and muggier, too, on Friday. High 73, shoreline, 76 degrees inland. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney, wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy day. 62 in Norwich, 60 in New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. The Mohegan Tribe says they'll invest $2 million over the next five years on an app-based program to treat problem gambling. The app's being developed by the Yale School of Medicine. The treatment, known as cognitive behavioral therapy, is yet to be tried for gambling addiction, but has been proven effective against substance abuse. Uh, depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Yesterday afternoon, Lieutenant Governor Susan Bicewitz joined Mayor Michael Passero and State Representative Anthony Nolan, among others, at New London City Hall. They were there to announce that Connecticut families can soon apply to receive a state tax rebate of up to $250 per child for a maximum of three children. That's the result of the recently enacted 2022 Connecticut Child Tax Rebate. That is now law. COVID numbers released yesterday for Rhode Island include 452 new cases and three additional deaths. The Department of Health reports 87 people hospitalized. That's up from 77 Monday. Of those in hospitals, five in intensive care. A lot of sunshine today. Very nice and comfortable. 72 along the the inland areas and 66 along the uh, shore today. We're at 62 in Norwich at 10.05. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. Once again, we're trying to figure it out. Figure it out when we have this terrible um, situations in schools. and yeah. What awful. is the answer? Everybody yells, gun control. Well, what is exactly does that mean? No more guns? Yes. There are certain weapons that I agree that shouldn't be available. And certainly the the best background checks you can get. People yeah. aren't going to give up their guns because certainly our criminal justice system is so soft they want to protect themselves. So where do you go? We kind of go in circles. Yeah, that's pretty much the way it is. Mm. Nothing gets done. So it's time for you to be Stu's shrink today. Oh, boy. These are things that I ponder. It's very upsetting stuff. Yes, it's, yeah. When your children were growing up, I don't think they had these kind of problems, but uh, people wonder, what do you say to your kids who hear about this? What do you tell them? These were very young kids. Yeah, mostly third and fourth graders. Third and fourth graders. We learned more about the gunmen, and uh, there were a few red flags. Mm -hmm. He had just murdered his uh, grandmother. Right. Who knows what got into his head. And then, of course, the politicians will try to do it as something to run on. But right. You know, Smarty, see, you're, you're my shrink. You don't say mm-hmm. much. You just listen to me. Yes, I'm yes. writing things down. Writing listening. things down. They never talk about the person much who shot the gun. It's always the guns. Guns, right. guns. What about these evil people, these monsters that have the desire to do that? Yeah, I mean that's what you got to look at first. What's what's driving them? What's mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. 
Did we miss any signs? Did we? You're a good psychiatrist because most of them, I hear what you say. <laughs> I hear what you're speaking, and then they have the little doodling on the little paper. Mm-hmm. Okay, our time is up. This one's on me, Stu. Really? No I'm not kidding. I'm going to charge you for this one. Oh, you're great. Well, it was only like a three-minute session, so uh, how much could you charge me? I would have sat here all day and mm-hmm. not charged you. Thank you. So, um, can I see you again? Yes. Yes. My door is open. How about in a half hour? <laughs> I'll be in another room, but yes. Okay. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now, here's Stu Breyer. Morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Needless to say, what's on our minds today, we do have a guest. Um, We're glad he's coming in. Congressman Joe Courtney will be joining us. After the 11 o'clock news today, it's been a while since he's been on the program, and you've asked me to have him on, and he said yes, so he'll be in. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Stowe. Hi, Larry. Uh, Big Mouth, Blumenthal, and Murphy couldn't wait to get on the uh, TV on the Senate floor and blame the Republicans for the shooting yesterday. Yeah, right. Couldn't, couldn't wait to blame the Republicans. It's the Republicans' fault. But for not, not the guy who pulled the trigger. But the, and uh, also MSNBC this morning uh, blamed it uh, on the Republicans and uh, vote for the Republicans in November. This is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the NRA that got they're in bed with the NRA. This the, the whole you should have heard this garbage. I did. Um, I heard the garbage, but I, I mean I could have told you word for word before they even opened their mouth. Yeah, Illinois. By the way, Illinois has got the strictest uh, gun laws in the country out of all 50 states. Mm-hmm. Guess who's got the highest crime? Uh, rate in the country regarding guns. Illinois. Illinois, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not It's not the guns, and it's not the legal guns. People who have legal guns under the legal law use the guns the way they're supposed to be used. The criminals don't need to get a legal gun under legal law. They get it any way they want. And it's they can get a gun in 10 minutes. In fact, you can make a gun in your house off the computer. These nitwits just don't get it. Well, I would and still, I would still like better background checks. I don't know if uh, I mean more, some states. What, what, what more do you want besides the background checks that they do do, uh, do now, and, just, and the waiting period and stuff? What what more can you do? I'll be I'll be glad to listen. Still, besides what you have to do now, it just seems like so so many slip through the cracks, and I don't know why. Well, how come everybody's shooting their mouth off about about this yesterday when they don't even know? Uh, one thing about this guy, on how he got the gun, where he got the gun. No, I, I agree with you. We all want to know that. We want to get the background. Well, why, why is everybody shooting their mouth off about it now then, and blaming the Republicans for it? You know why, of course. It's uh, getting close to the midterms. Yeah, it's getting close to the mid. Well, you got uh, it's getting close to midterms in politics, and you got 19 kids that are dead. Mm-hmm. I really don't consider that midterm election uh, uh, garbage. Uh, um, I told you this before, and I'll tell you again. You know when you're going to stop this? You're never going to stop shootings in schools or or Walmarts or anywhere else. So I'm tired of these people who keep saying, um, what are we going to do to make sure that this doesn't happen again? I'm so tired of hearing that comment because you're not going to stop it from happening again. There's somebody planning a shooting right now for next week or next month, and it's going to happen. You cannot prevent it. 
The only way you're going to prevent these school shootings, um, when we got $40 billion to waste to send over to um, Ukraine, why don't we send that, uh, spend that money on a police officer, mandatory for each school? Every single school in this country should have a police officer. Inside that school, on. I agree with you 100% on that. 100% I agree with you. I've, I've said that many times before. Yeah. And talking about the Republicans all the time. Let's get the one shooting um, yesterday, the, the black guy that shot the, shot the white guy. You heard about that case, right, in, inside the subway? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you heard about that guy, right? Shot him uh, point-blank range uh, for no reason at all. Just decided to take out the gun. This guy had a 20-page uh, rap sheet, and he had an attempted murder charge as early as uh, last year. Attempted murder charge. The prosecution asked for a uh, $15,000 bond on him. You know what the pathetic judge put on him? You're not going to believe this. Yes, I will. I know you're going to think I'm lying. He put a $1 uh, uh, bail mm-hmm. on him. Well, $1. If I had the power, Larry, I would put that judge in jail for 10 years. Yeah. What, what, what nitwit judge would put a $1 bail on an individual for attempted murder? Well, it I, would uh, be a judge who's a nitwit. That's all. Listen, yeah, I, I got a lot of uh, comments coming in, so I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Stu. Yes, sir. Um, Larry hit that right on the head. We're giving these countries $40 billion, $50 billion, $100 billion. That money should be uh, spent on our kids in our school system. Yeah, they should be giving police raises. They should be doing anything to get police to join the forces. Yeah, it's time for that billion dollars to uh, end going to these other countries. We, uh, we have to uh, we have to take care of our kids in this country. We we already let them down. God, God gave us the technology to use, so why why aren't we using it? No one, not not no one, should be able to just walk into a school and do what this monster did. N- no one. No, they, they have to spend that mm-hmm. money on better security. I bet I can't get just walk into your radio station, can I, Stu? No, of course not. Okay. However, so it should be the same way. I mean, no uh, one should be able to walk in the. I mean, I've heard, uh, I've heard, he I've heard about fifty interviews, and some of the people say, "Well, we can't afford to get uh, protection in the school. We can't afford to get a policeman." No, we we're, can send fifty, a hundred billion dollars to other countries. We're though. shortage. We're short of policemen. We're short of policemen, and I know why because of those morons that wanted to defund the police. And demean the police. There, I got that out of my system. Yeah, that, I'm very upset about what, what about this right now. I really am. Well, we'll see what Joe so Courtney we're has to kids say. Down. All right, sir. Thank you. Oh, uh, well, I got one more story here. Yep. That reminds me of a, a man fell out of his boat. Right. Mm-hmm. He was just threading water with no life jacket, and a boat approaches him to get in. But he says, "Never mind. God will save me." Then a second boat approaches him to get in. But he says, never mind, God will save me. He ends up drowning. So when he, so when he got up to the pearly gate, he asked God, how come you didn't save me? I sent two boats out there, you dummy. <laughs> it's, it's time to smarten up and put our technology to use. And, and never mind about spending billions on these other countries. All right, sir. Thanks for uh, checking in with your opinion. Okay, eight eight nine five two five two, and you would be next. Welcome, eight eight nine five two five two. 
Yeah, I woke up this morning angry, but who wouldn't be when you consider what's been going on in our country? We'll be right back. Spring is here, and now is the time to get your home looking its best. And that means protecting your biggest investment with interior and exterior painting by Joe Tambora Painting. Joe Tambora Painting is a full-service residential and commercial painting company that has been serving customers with the highest quality painting in New London County and beyond since 2001. Joe Tambora Painting is committed to excellence, and that means your job will start on schedule and finish on schedule and joe and his crew of experienced painters will take all aspects of the job from prepping to clean up seriously joe tambora painting also offers power washing light carpentry drywall staining wallpaper removal and installation and can make your home the envy of your neighborhood joe tambora painting does the highest quality work at a reasonable cost and is committed to excellence there is no job too big or small call joe tambora painting today for a free estimate at 860-886-8150 that's Joe Tambor Painting. Call today 860-886-8150 The wait is finally Joe. over. It's voting time in the 2022 Best of the Best Reader's Choice Awards Contest brought to you by the day. The nominations have been tallied and the top five nomination getters in each category have advanced to the voting round. Cast your votes daily in each category now through June 5th. The more you vote, the greater the chance your favorites have to win. View full contest details and vote now at theday.com slash best of. Remember, voting closed is June 5th. 17 after the hour at WICH, and already it's 63 degrees. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I am uh, as horrified as anybody else. I think I feel pretty rattled about the Texas school shooting in Uvalde. It's uh, certainly, uh, unfortunately, nothing new these days. The reason that I'm calling is because I've given some more thought to gun accessibility uh, through the night based on the news. Okay. Um, it's very easy to feel rattled in your thinking when something like this happens. Um, you try to blame people which I agree with Larry, we can't be looking at blame. We have to look at systemic deficiencies. And there certainly seems like more than ever. Mm -hmm. um, from what I'm in my notes, from what I have written down, there's four basic components to accessibility. Larry's right about computers. I studied computer drafting at Three Rivers College years ago, twice. And since then, now, the 3D printers are only like $700 in your home. And they're probably going have gone down in cost since I took the Adventures in Lifelong Learning class. Um, this is not good. But what I'm concerned about with computer website accessibility is that when we register a website in the United States, the United States has no form of, quote, accountability, unquote. That's because the ICANN.org website registrar is in another country. So what you're saying is we're getting some bad uh, influential information on these uh, 
computers. Yes and no. Um, from what I understand from a conversation that I had this morning, um, this 18-year-old boy, he's not 21, bought the gun legally. Democrats are saying, well, Texas is legislating that you can hide and conceal a gun. That may have been a factor, and it may not have been. Um, I'm feeling pretty rattled about this right now. But we have other components to accessibility, which is the manufacturing, the streets, and the marketing. I just wanted to make a comment about this being relevant, if, if you want to say that, to the Newtown shooting. It was just... Um, What's the word? Um, no, that was a that was a situation. They decided that the manufacturer of the gun that Adam Lanza used was held accountable for marketing to an underage person. Well, actually, he his mother gave him the gun. It was uh, she was for some reason. I mean, this guy I was. I think he broke into her gun cabinet. I believe he got the gun, and he was obviously there were so many red flags with him. They were waving well, all over the place. Well, she bringing him to Target lessons. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of time, so I, I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, welcome to the program. Good Hi, morning. Sue. Hi there. We should have a red flag law when somebody uh, uh, goes in to, to purchase a, a, a firearm, and they should do a universal check. I don't know if the checking... Uh, is different in every state. I, I really don't know. I know well, there's a waiting have... period before you get your gun, but I'm sometimes I think that um, it's not thorough enough when they're trying to uh, right. check on they, on somebody. They, they I don't need... know. I don't know. I'd have to talk to. Uh... They need to make this uh, universal, where every every state has the same uh, rules and regulations. You have to understand that sometimes people buy guns for people. There's an underground, of course, criminal element that uh, you can buy guns off the street. So if you're going to eradicate uh, illegal guns, uh, that's going to be pretty difficult. But if you are with an illegal gun, you should get a stiff jail sentence. And right now, that's a pretty soft crime. Well, they should change it. Yeah, of course. They should change it. They should. Now, now, um, one of your callers said that. It's the Democrats' fault. The Democrats have been, for years, trying to get uh, stricter gun laws. I'm not sure they're blaming the Democrats for this. I'm blaming Democratic cities who let uh, these violent victims get back on the street. Well, they, they, they shouldn't let them have guns. If they let them out on the street... <laughs> if they're they a criminal, they're going to get guns anyway. I wish that were not true, but they're criminals. You know, they take care of each other. They stockpile guns when they can. They steal them. Well, that's a that's a big problem then. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know really what to do, but that's what I would do. Well, I would that's... do a red flag mm-hmm. uh, on them, and I would do a universal check on them before I gave them a gun. I mean, absolutely, that last massacre at the supermarket, there were many red flags on that monster, and yeah. uh, he still right. was uh, able to do his uh, 
terrible deed. Yeah, yeah, and that could have happened to any of us. What has been happening to those people in the grocery store and and, uh, schools, this could be be our children. This could happen to any of us. Of course, we all need to get involved with this and try to work on things with people, yeah. Right, we do. All right, you have a good day, okay? Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi there. Welcome. Hi. A uh, couple of, how are you doing today, Sue? Pretty good. Good yeah, to hear from not, you. Not a terrific day, but you're doing the best that you can, I'm sure. Sure. Um, I just have a couple comments. Um, I think that all schools should be locked. All schools could, should have police presence at all times. Absolutely. If, um, locally, they can't afford it, then the federal government needs to get involved and supply all schools with the needed resources to have um, security around the schools and a police officer. You're right. We're throwing money all over the place. Why not exactly. uh, to protect our children? Um, I also feel that so much blame is putting being put on the gun. Um, I think more, much more, needs to be put on to um, the lack of mental health uh, services available um, for these young men that have um, failed in life. Um, they're, you know. Um, they, they just need uh, uh, more uh, help with their mental health issues. And um, the fact that people aren't um, recognizing this and reporting these people and mandatory health services being required, even if we have to go back to having state mental health hospitals. Um, I know that the, we did have them here in Connecticut at one time. Of course, they've been a long time since they've um, it's been a long time, but certainly we, we, time, we do but, need uh, them. Well, what's happened within this period of time? You know, the, we thing, don't have the thing that's interesting about this, where people who have uh, you, these we wonder why some of these we wonder why some of these people haven't been reported, and maybe who, we don't know how many cases have been reported, and maybe have saved well, if all of these reported, things. Well, uh, they're being reported. It doesn't seem like there's anything or any place they can yeah. send them to. Not too many. Um, and there needs to be uh, facilities. We have to go back to having uh, facilities that um, people that are recognized as having mental health problems need to go to to get. I mean, there are medications, there are therapies that can can help these young men, and they're just stranded. And um, it's not it's not good. And I think that much more needs to be said about the mental health issues being the main cause of these problems, and not so much about the guns, which are prevalent within our whole United States, and that's not going to stop. Um, so why do, but, you think it, why do you think this is worse than ever? I mean, it seems like there's more anger than ever. There's um, People have uh, no feeling for life itself. Um, what's going on? Are we missing? Do we need to be more religious? Uh, why? Well, yes, I think that we do need to be more spiritual and religious. Um, and more um, conscious of each other, um, and uh, I hear and parents just try every day to extend the kindness if you're able, and um, just more help needs to be done for mental health issues. Yeah. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to stress. Well, there's I'd not enough services available. Certainly, I agree with that. There's not enough and, components. And that's, I guess, my main point. All right, thank you. You have a good day. All right. You too. Yep. 
In the, there was a case of two, uh, it's 4 a.m. in the morning. There were 16-year-old boys. They go into a house and, with masks. They have a gun. They shoot it off. And the people who in the house have a gun and, and shoot them. And then the parent says, oh, no, Mike, I have a good kid. I'm a, I mean, are these parents living in a shoe? They don't know what their kids are doing at 4 in the morning? Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning, Stoke. Good morning, my friend. Um, I suppose most people are thinking about what happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, even people in other countries. Because what's happening to our country is inhumane. And I, I, I've been around long enough. I think we're from the same generation and Something's, something's changed in our country, and it's more than one thing, and I think we need a thorough study, you might even want to even call it an investigation, of our uh, social structure, because it, it's, it's broken when it comes to people treating each other as, as human beings. Well, certainly we need, and I, if I was sitting here and I had buttons, I'd make a lot of adjustments. But we have to do it, um, starts with us and our neighbors and how we treat people. And and, and I'm going to say something right now, and it's going to be probably controversial. It's okay. But I believe we're going to have to look at what's going on with the men in our country. Mm-hmm. There's something going on there, and I don't know what it is. Definitely, is more. Uh, there are more men that are doing these horrible things. Yes, and something that, that needs to be looked into. It's, an, it's so, a good point. People don't think about that too much. I but, know. You, you listen to uh, the news, uh, watch the news, and that subject never comes up. No, nope, just never comes taking up. Taking for granted that it, it's men that are committing these acts of violence. Uh, that's not to say that women don't get involved with guns. It's just that the majority of them that we hear about... It's a majority of men by a great percentage. By yeah. a great percentage. But don't let this get you down too much, Stuart. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks for uh, checking in. Appreciate it. Okay. Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning. Hi, Stu. Hi. <clears throat> You know, I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't realize until I watched the uh, news this morning that there was another mass shooting. And um, I'm thinking it's, you know, I'm thinking it's a trickle-down effect when you defund the uh, police, number one, uh, parent accountability, number two. And um, my solution is, you know... Um, Homeschool your children. That's until this gets corrected. They need to uh, homeschool their children. <laughs> the right parents. Well, you're course. never going to know when it's absolutely corrected because, unfortunately, there'll always be uh, heinous criminal acts. It's been since since man was uh, created. Um. So I had two things, and okay, I don't what know you got? How that all comes together uh, of a, a uh, solution, but um, 
you know, Larry should be a resource officer in one of the schools. That's what I'm thinking. He's a um, retired policeman. Well, he certainly has paid his dues. I don't know if he'd want to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he would be a great mentor, and Mm -hmm. uh, he would know what to look for. You know, uh, you're trained with a keen eye. Okay, and what's your other point? So, um... The other thing I wanted to say was, um, it was two things. I think they should have special units in the police department for public safety that are unmarked cars, unmarked uniforms, surveilling um, different activities. You know, if it's relayed to them that there's a suspicion um, because I know that certain uh, fleets of vehicles in agencies start with certain numbers. So criminals are on top of this. That's how they get around it, um, whether it's uh, social workers. If it's from the state, it begins with a certain uh, number. Uh, so these fleet cars should be uh, unmarked. And the people should be um, not in uniform. Okay, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, welcome. Hello. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Yeah, um, there was a report came out 10, 15 years ago, and whatever you want to take it, it seems like we are becoming uh, a godless country more and that report came out about 15 years ago because they judged that by uh it was an independent group of church attendants and stuff like that so i don't know but i've heard a lot of people say that uh be nice if people got more spiritual and uh put god back in their lives if they do it in a loving way yeah a lot of a lot of the kids uh you know they don't you know they don't even uh I don't have a fat, you know, any, I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, you know, they don't go to church or they don't pick up the Bible. And I'm not talking about read it every night, you know, every now and then when you're down or something like I do, you know, that's mm-hmm. me. I believe in God, even though, you know, I served in the Marine Corps and I had, unfortunately, I had to, you know, do what was called upon me, but, you know, that was that, but it was, you know, you, Marine Corps was God, you know, country, honor, and duty. And, you know, you tied them all together. And I try and instill that into my grandkids, but it's kind of it's kind of hard today with the teenagers because the older ones are 20 and 18 and 15, so they're kind of like, you know, doing their own thing, if you will, and, I know. and all that stuff. We all go through that stage. On it. But I just that, wanted yep. to put a little thought in on that. That's all. All right, I'm glad you did. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Welcome to the program you're on. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi there. Yeah, I um had I had heard someone mention last night after all this stuff went on that they should have a police substation in every school or at least an office with a couple police in it. And you know why not? I mean, it's paid for by the city. Um, like Norwich has, you know, Norwich Public Schools. They have their own police department. So let me just a let me just uh, it's not a bad idea. Let me just stop you for a second. I wonder if our audience knows how much money went missing 
that was supposed to help those, you know, who are certainly hurt badly by COVID and their businesses. Millions and millions and millions of dollars that could have been used to protect every school in this country to a better degree. When you think of all the money that's been wasted, it's aggravating. Okay, go ahead, Susan. Oh, well, I, I, I thought that was a good idea. And the one even about um, maybe even putting a couple unmarked cars with, you know, regular clothes, you know, not in uniform, you know, unmarked around each school, especially in this time frame right now, I think it's needed. But I thought what was really something is when that one was taken out by a Border Patrol agent. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how close are they to the border? And, you know, and the other thing is copycat things could go on. Well, I thought of that because he was wearing uh, armor to protect himself from getting shot, and that was the situation in the other horrible massacre where the guy was wearing uh, armor. And so. you can easily buy that. We still get military surplus catalogs. I won't touch any of it. I don't want to get on a list. But you can get any kind of camouflage, helmets, body armor, you name it, boots. You can dress like a regular military and, and sneak in amongst them. And they're still selling that stuff. I disagree with that. I don't think they should be. Well, fortunately, even though he was wearing some body armor, they were able to take him down. Who knows how many people he might have killed. Yeah, and and so, you know, this is too bad. But, you know, what's really odd, we had the one under the Clintons, which was Columbine. We had under George Bush Jr., the Virginia Tech one, I think that guy killed like 32. There was a, there's been a lot of them. It's just uh, yeah, a frequency. And then on, of course, under Obama, we had Sandy Hook. And now we have this one. But you cannot blame the whole U.S. populace of normal people that have guns. And I can't stand hearing Murphy and Blumenthal and Elizabeth Warren and coming out and we've got to do something about guns. They're not even considering the people that had their kids killed. They use it for yeah, they political stuff. I agree with you. They just guns. couldn't wait to get into the political rhetoric. I gotta yeah, run, but yeah. thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Good morning. Good morning. I um I found out about the school shooting early yesterday afternoon after it happened. Mm-hmm. And my I I got to tell you, all the pain I feel inside myself, the pain, oh my God. Well, many people, Uh, you imagine how the families feel. Oh, Lord, you know, I've been through a family shooting, and I can't tell you how the pain is to this very day, and I'll take it with me to my grave. Um, It's just horrible, horrible. And I... This is terrible to say, but I wanted to be, I would like to be young and go out on the streets at night and watch for these kids that shoot and stab. Because, you know, we can take the guns away, but evidently the knives are into the system here now in Connecticut with a couple of stabbings. And I don't really know what we're going to do. Is this... Is this because of the modern 
technology. Well, it would be it's nice if Democrats wise. and Republicans could sit together and discuss it and see, well, we, we spend a lot of money on this and a lot of money on that. First of all, we need to secure the schools and protect our children as much as possible. And, of course, when somebody commits a crime as the one in Texas, you've got to find out the background, if there were red flags, get to know who the family was. You try to figure out what, what, is, what bad seeds are growing in these homes. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. And there's a lot of fatherless homes now. And personally, I've been a foster mom. And I can tell you, these kids, God bless them, come from some terrible, terrible environment. Oh, yes. But ev- mm-hmm. Yeah. But evidently, this boy um, went back and forth to his mom's, to his grandmother. And they're not finding anything on him. You know, any friends, this, that, or the other thing. I heard somebody but that you know, uh, knew him in school, and he didn't have anything significant to say. He was just seemed like an average kid, he said. So you don't know oh what's going God. on in somebody's noggin. Maybe he yeah, was high on drugs. We don't know yet. No, we don't know a thing yet. But, but it's not the guns. It's the parents. Where the heck are the parents? We've had... So many things. Now the other boy that stabbed and killed the other boy at a party, his parents put up a $2 million bail for him. A 16-year-old. What in God's name is a 16-year-old? I guess he was playing lacrosse. But every night, Stu, all across America. um, Let's try to... Keep an even keel today. We'll discuss it, and uh, Congressman Courtney will be in after 11 o'clock. Well, thank you so much. And my prayers go out to the people here. We need help with our people. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Mostly sunny today, temperature 72, partly cloudy and cool, 49 tonight, Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, breezy 74. Friday, partly to mostly cloudy, chance of showers. High 76. Right now it's 65. Back with more of your calls coming up. Fox News commentary. An anonymous sacrifice. More next. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-960-3377. That's 800-960-3377. The Central Intelligence Agency put out a press release announcing that two stars have been added to its memorial wall, which is located at the agency's headquarters in Langley, Virginia. The wall commemorates officers at the CIA who've given their lives in service. And as of this week, two more of those anonymous commemorations were chiseled into that wall. The total now stands at 139 stars. We don't know who these people are. We don't know if they were male or female, what their skin color was, what their background was. We don't know how they died what they were doing, where they were serving. All we know is that they paid the ultimate sacrifice, pursuing a mission to keep the American people and the American homeland 
safe from foreign threats. They knew they would never get glory, even in death. Their work and their sacrifice would not make them household names, no matter how heroic their exploits. To those represented on that memorial, we say rest in peace and thank you. From a grateful nation, I'm Guy Benson. WICH reminds you that it's time to start voting in the Day.com Reader's Choice Awards. And when you do, don't forget to vote for WICH's Stu Breyer for Best Radio Personality. For over 52 years, Stu has ruled the airwaves on WICH and now it's your chance to honor him. Don't forget to vote once a day. You can find the link at WICH.com with 94.5 FM and 1310 AM WICH. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. And for those of you who haven't gotten in today, uh, 889-5252, we do have an open line, and you would be next on our program. Seems like we've had this topic a lot. And it would be nice if both parties would stop fighting with each other and uh, discuss these issues a lot more together. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi there. Um, it's so tragic what happened in Texas. Um, but I wanted to share the information that was given by um, the father of Meadow, who was killed in Parkland, mm-hmm. yes. shooting in Florida. Mm-hmm. And he said that there should only be one entrance exit point in the school. It should be locked. Um, and well, let me just let me just hold on. Let me hold on. Let me just say this. I mean, you've got to have other exits in case of fire, don't you? Right, yeah. All right. But they should all be locked. Yeah, of course. Okay. And the one one point to get into the school should be locked also. Um, and, and, and in this case, what I've heard, but it hasn't been confirmed yet, is that this one was open. That's how he got in. Mm-hmm. Um, it appears that way, yeah. But, yeah. But that all parents should make sure that, you know, find out what their school's policy is. Find out, you know, make sure that that happens. Um, he said, you know, we spent four, we sent forty billion last week to Ukraine. That could have been used to pay for um, armed guards in, in sure. every school. Imagine you know, how many they could schools. get with that. Of course, but we have to learn from our mistakes. It should never have happened. So. Um, that's what he's saying. He's he's like, mm-hmm. it's just terrific. And for those like Blumenthal, Murphy, President Biden, who automatically go for the lobbying, the gun lobbies, it's not the guns. The guns don't kill. If, if you have a gun and it's sitting there, it's not going to kill anybody. It's the people. And we need to find I out. I want to know when they say... When they say gun control, what exactly? I mean, what exactly do they mean, gun control? I understand there are certain weapons that uh, I believe that shouldn't be sold to anybody, unless they're people that protect the country. But I mean, when they say gun control, what does that mean? You can get a gun, and you can't get the bullets. Are they? They want no guns out there. That's the big two words: gun control. I know, and and I mean, and they're saying it. Um, I think it was 232. I could be wrong. I know it was over two, it's over 200. As of April 30th, 
have been killed in Chicago this year. We don't hear about that. No, you don't hear about that. That's not something that uh, they can make political. It's not and, white supremacists. Chicago has has some of the most stringent gun control laws in the country. Yet over over four months, two hundred something have been killed. Yeah, criminals get them from criminals, and many of those people who are committing those crimes have not got a legal gun. They're illegal. That's why. And I've well, talked to the NRA. They said if people have an illegal gun, then they should be punished, not just a slap on the wrist. They should get right. significant jail time, but that doesn't happen. No, I know. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. Dan Bongino, who is a former New York police officer, former Secret Service, and he said, you know, you you talk to the criminals, they didn't buy their guns legally. They no. put them illegally. No. You know, so right. stopping having the laws doesn't do anything. It, it's changing the mindset of people to respect life. You know, and that that goes back mm-hmm. to a lot of things. Well, I know um, one thing besides right now, but um, we need to respect life. I know one thing and besides right COVID. Now, we're, not, we're not doing it. And besides COVID, there's a, a contagion called criminal mind. All right, thanks. I got to run. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Hi, welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. Good morning. I'm uh, calling. I have a couple of things to say, and I'll try and make it real quick and then get off the line. That's fine. We want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) Okay. First of all, I'm 75 years old. I have had the privilege of having my Connecticut gun permit over five years now. And um, the process to just get your gun permit is it has to be sent through the state police. And then it has to be sent through the FBI. So that's just to get the permit. And for them, you know, that's, you haven't even got to the point of getting the gun yet. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty thorough. Plus, there are many, many laws already on the books to cover on gun ownership. And many times they're not, um, they don't follow them. It's there. They just have to enforce them. And then the third thing I want to say is that as this um, the shooter in Uvalde was he has been checked has he been uh, vaccinated? So perhaps it's a possibility that one of the chips that was uh, put into his body with the vaccine uh, has been decided to be activated for him to do this. So um, I'll get off the line now and let people okay. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know anything about the chips and, and that stuff, but um, let's take this call. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Okay, you, you can hang on the line. i got to take a break. We'll be right back. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Pet owners, homeowners, gardeners, and animal lovers, Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it. Hi, this is Ambry. With over 35 years in the business, Fleming's has the products and expertise you need to make your yard the best it's ever been. Bagged in bulk mulches and soils, Jonathan Green fertilizers, dozens of organic alternatives. Check out our expanded selection of plants at our Preston store and our massive garden center in Stonington with thousands of Connecticut-grown live goods arriving weekly. Shop for quality and convenience this spring at Fleming's Feed in Preston and Stonington. 
If you have kids, you know the last year's been tough on them. Our teachers have kept them grounded both on screen and in the classroom. So as the school year winds down, let's salute those folks who have kept us and our kids moving back to normal. Since 1936, Core Plus Federal Credit Union's roots run deep in the educational community. Please join us in thanking our local teachers and educational staff for their dedication and selflessness this past year in educating our students during the most challenging of times. You are appreciated. Thank you from all of us at Hall Communications. Stu Brown with you, WICH. Welcome. Mm, good morning to you. Hi. Hi there. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, I just, just really quickly, I find it kind of ironic. Uh, the Biden administration is worried about guns, and yet what about the $85 billion worth of uh, goodies that he left over there in Afghanistan? They're not too concerned about that. Well, certainly that was a big issue and a very big mistake, that's for sure. Talk about putting guns in the wrong hands. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks very much, Stu. Hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. So, WICH, you know, we're just we're having a little vent session, which is okay. It's okay. You know, you've got to let it out. Some people hold it in. You're going to let it out, and you think, well... We always we go through this too many times. You know what do we need to do? What's the best way? You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning to you. Hi. Uh, you're going to be speaking with uh, uh, Courtney later on. Yes, Joe will be in after eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I would really appreciate it if you would press him on the Biden energy policy. <clears throat> it's not only. <clears throat> excuse me. It's not only causing people a lot of pain at the pump. It's causing what could become a recession if it's not already here because people aren't buying anything else but absolute necessities. And the the items that they're not buying are not going to be produced. And if they're not produced, then people are going to be laid off. Uh, another area. Natural gas is imperative for the production of fertilizer. It's being reported now that within seven to ten weeks, we're talking about the beginning of a worldwide famine. And it has a lot to do with fertilizer. India, which is one of the main producers of grain in the world, decided that they're not going to export. And there's going to be an awful lot of countries around the world where famine is going to be there. People are going to die. And this is this is one of the, the tangential effects of the Greens movement to eliminate fossil fuels. I would appreciate if you would well, ask him what his position <clears throat> is, and if he equivocalizes, press him on it. Follow up. All right, sir. I will tell you that... Uh you know, there's so many things to get to. I'll do my best for you. Thank you for calling. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning. This is John Jackson. Mr. Jackson, how are you on this beautiful day in New London? Good day. You tell. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad out there. Unless you don't know what it's Central air. <laughs> yeah. Central air is outside. Yes. At least the sunshine. I just want to say hi to all my friends. Okay, well, you're as friendly as ever, and uh, your friends are lucky to have you as a friend. Thank you. Oh, you are good for my 
Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning, Stoke. Good morning, sir. Hey, uh, on the shooting of a terrible event that happened in Texas, um, I'd like to know how the gentleman got into the school because uh, I worked for 10 years for a uh, business that uh, shuttles children all over Connecticut and Rhode Island and transports them to schools, uh, different special schools and stuff like that. And every school that I went to in eastern Connecticut, almost every school, um, I would do, if the child wasn't out there, when I had to go into the school, I couldn't just walk into the school. I had to buzz the buzzer in the front, and then a, a speaker would come on, and the secretary would ask him, ask me what my business was, and the company I worked for, and stuff like that, before I, I gained entry into the building. So that's one thing I'd like to know is how he got into the building. Um, I understand it's a small town, and a lot of towns don't have the money for uh, resource offices and stuff like that. But I think that every school in the nation should be locked down to the general public entering. What do you think? Well, I think that's a good idea, and I also think they should have um, a former policeman or a policeman there for security reasons around the front where there is an entrance or where something could be broken in. So uh, I think every I know I know Kelly does. Excuse me, <clears throat> Kelly uh, High School Junior High has uh, somebody who is uh, checking out on things there. I'm not sure about NFA, but it's a good point, and I think we're going to have to do that. Um, I think there was a time that uh, Senator Murphy wanted to get rid of all the resource officers in in the schools in in Connecticut oh, at I one time. Don't remember that, but I know that many people, uh, for political reasons, wanted to cut police forces and cut their prices, cut their salaries, and and defund them. And um, I thought they were complete morons, and we're seeing the results of that in many cities. I, I also think, uh, you know, it's tough to blame a, a whole party, but uh, the pandemic and... Uh, the Democratic Party, as a, they preach the hate, the hate rule, and everybody is just. Uh, well, I'm not going to put a blanket over everybody, but um, I, I got to go because I'm getting close to the news. But thank you. Can I take this call? I'm talking to myself now. Yes, Stu, you can take a quick call. Welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, Stu Breyer. Yes, Joe, go ahead. Shoot. Yeah, real, I know, real quick. Hey, you know, at NFA, I don't live right down the street, and when I walk up to the green and whatnot, but I notice when school's in session, it looks like a, a Pope's uh, golf cart-type buggy, and it says security right on it. So they must they must patrol around the whole premises. Yeah, I'm pretty, con- I'm pretty you know, sure. I think they do have uh, security along with Kelly. Most, uh, most schools do, I believe. I hope I'm yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. I really think so, Stu. Anyhow, that's all. I'm looking forward to listening to uh, Congressman Courtney, all right? Okay, thank you. Ooh, a busy hour, which is good, because we all, you know, have these feelings, and we need to get them out. And the gentleman you've elected for a number of years, Congressman Joe Courtney, will be sitting in with us after the 11 o'clock news, and 
I'll try to take as many calls as I can. The only thing I ask you, please, just give your question, and he will answer your question. So we'll just be able to take a question, and then he'll answer your question, and we'll do as many as we possibly can. So uh, in the meantime, how about something delicious today? Summer and Dairy Queen are the perfect fit. Nothing makes kids and adults smile ear-to-ear like a treat from Dairy Queen in Taftville. A DQ Sunday peanut buster parfait, banana split, the incomparable blizzard, and the DQ cake are just a few of the soft-serve treats that has made Dairy Queen in Taftville a mainstay destination for almost 50 years. DQ also grills up some great burgers, chicken, and hot dogs. This summer, make DQ a must-stop. Dairy Queen, fan food, not fast food. Norwich Avenue and Taftville. Don't forget the big get-together at the Dairy Queen on June 14th. For WICH listeners, WICH AM 1310 and 94.5 W233DV in Norwich. Let's hear the news. I think we know what the top story is going to be. It's now... This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Steve Kathan. It all happened in one classroom. The mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 children were killed along with two adults. Chris Olivares of the Texas Department of Public Safety on CBS Mornings. The shooter was able to make entry into a classroom, barricaded himself, and at that point, it just started shooting children and teachers that were inside that classroom, having no regard for human life, just a complete tragedy and an evil person. CBS's Tony DeCopel in Uvalde says the 18-year-old gunman was killed. He was armed with an AR- AR-15 style rifle, also had high capacity magazines with him according to police. Weapons, by the way, that he bought legally this very month on his 18th birthday. Republican Tony Gonzalez represents the area in Congress. He tells CBS Mornings now is not the time to discuss gun reforms. Right now, we need love. We need compassion. We need people to come together as we heal. He's voted against gun reform legislation on two occasions. Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy is making a plea for compromise on Capitol Hill. I've made clear to my Republican colleagues, I'm open for business. Um, If you have a compromise, if you have something that you think can make our country a little bit safer, can make our kids and our families a little bit safer, uh, let's get it done. Now to talk to kids about what happened in Texas, clinical psychologist Jamie Howard on CBS Morning says it is worth having a discussion. We want kids to learn about traumatic things from a trusted adult. If they learn about it from other kids on the playground, in homeroom, or overhearing it on the radio in a store, then they're going to hear potentially more sensational bits. It's more likely to scare them. Well, now to politics. After dispatching a Republican primary opponent endorsed by former President Trump, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp turned his attention to his Democratic challenger. The fight for the soul of our state begins to make sure that Stacey Abrams is not going to be our governor or the next president. Former football star Herschel Walker won the state's Senate GOP primary. He was backed by Trump. Kate Moss on the stand today in Johnny Depp's libel case against his ex, Amber Heard. Earlier in the trial, Heard had suggested Depp, who once dated Moss, push the supermodel down some stairs. During the course of your relationship, did he ever push you down any stairs? No, he never pushed me, kicked me West Virginia has reached a more than $161 million settlement with two pharma companies, just as closing arguments were set to begin in a seven-week opioid trial. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is up about 100 points. The S&P is up 24. This is CBS News. 
It's a day to honor, to remember, to reflect. This Memorial Day, honor our fallen soldiers with TAPS across America. For more information, go to cbs.com slash TAPS. This program is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Navy Federal Credit Union have proudly served the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families for over 80 years. Federally insured by NCUA. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Welcome to our program. It's always a pleasure to have Congressman Joe Courtney with us. And uh, boy, we got a lot of things to uh, talk about. We'll try to get to them. Uh, welcome to the program, Joe. Uh, good morning, Stu. And it's been a while, but thank you for the chance to visit. Well, the listeners have been sending me emails what to ask you, so you know, so I'm going to try to move along as quickly as can. But let's we can let's talk about the uh, Texas massacre at the uh, school. Uh, you know, whenever these things happen, and they happen, some sounds like every other week. Uh, people say, "What? Well, what can we do? What can we do? What's is it gun control? Is it this or that?" So, what's your opinion on all of that? So, I do think we can do more, and um, and we're not helpless. The um event that took place in, in Uvalde, uh, I mean, frankly, for all of a lot of us in Connecticut, sent chills down our spine because it certainly brought back memories of Sandy Hook when mm-hmm. the most innocent of our country persons, um, you know, were, were slaughtered in, in large numbers. And, um, you know, I was at Newtown High School when they had the ecumenical service right afterwards, and the families came through, and it was just... Um, one of the most sort of heart-rendering, difficult events I've ever experienced in, in any capacity. Um, I, I will tell you this, though, that the first responders, the police officers and fire and, and EMTs who had to respond to this, they were almost as traumatized, if not more so, oh, yeah. than the I've family seen, members. I've seen them talk about it, yeah. And, and I you know, was thinking about that, looking at the pictures last night of the, of the police who had to, um, you know... <laughs> deal with this issue. So, look at, um, you know, the Second Amendment is embedded in our Constitution. Um, I respect that. Uh, but the Second Amendment um, has been interpreted numerous times by the U.S. Supreme Court, included by conservative judges like Anthony, Antonin Scalia, mm-hmm. who, in the case of Heller versus the District of Columbia, uh, endorsed the, the fact that, the, that as a society, we have the right to conduct background checks for people with criminal backgrounds, mental illness, and age, in terms of age of, of uh, purchase. Um, we do not have universal background checks right now. There are definitely gaping loopholes, the gun show loophole, private transactions. I'm glad you brought that up. Because, Connecticut, yeah. Connecticut has tried to deal with this and has done it, uh, I think, somewhat of a, a you know piecemeal um, effort to get there. But there, we passed the bill in the House, the universal background checks, H.R. 8, last year in 2021. Um, it was uh, roughly about a dozen Republicans joined the Democratic majority, 227 votes uh, passed. And it is sitting in the inbox right now. So there are some states that don't have background checks? That's correct. 
and well, or, or have very weak um, yeah, well, that's you know, backgrounds. You know, the biggest gap is the, in the mental health area in particular. Um, you know, so let's say you go through Social Security and are awarded disability because of a mental illness. That information is not transmitted to the um, mm-hmm. background check system. I mean, so we, we need to, to fix that. I mean, there's also the Charleston loophole, which the House passed as well, which basically said um, you have to complete the background check which sometimes takes longer than three days uh, before you can uh, complete the the transaction. And those are two relatively modest. The the polling shows 80% public support for this, Republican support, NRA member support. Um, And, you know, that's really where the the action is going to be, is is whether or not we can get um, the will in in the wake of an event like this to, to move those bills. So that's one thing. Certainly, I agree. We we can do. I, I promise the listeners. I take some calls, as well as um, you know everything else. Hi, WICH. You have a question. Good morning, Mr. Courtney. How are you? Uh, good good morning. What is your question for the congressman? Hey, I, I don't need to tell you how bad things are getting uh, in this country for for the uh, for the people. Uh, in your honest opinion, uh, what kind of a job do you think that Mr. Biden is doing for us? Because I, I think he's failing us. Okay. I'll take the answer. All right. Well, that's question for yeah. you there, Joe. So look, at, I mean, we get calls into the office all the time. There's sure. no question that, you know, what's happening with inflation and gas prices is really hurting people hard. Um, you know, uh, home heating fuel in particular is is the one that is really, you know, just an incredible hardship that's out there right now. I will say this, in terms of the, the labor side of things, um, you know, the, the job growth is, is very healthy. Uh, 711 job openings down an electric boat this morning. I check it every day, as you've heard me probably on past visits here in the in the program. And frankly, that's just you know one of many other employers that are out there, desperate looking for for people to uh, to, to employ. The U.S. economy actually grew faster than China last year for the first time in 40 years. So look, at, I I'm, I'm not trying to um, sugarcoat anything. I realize that um, you know there there is real difficulty right now with food prices gas prices and um, I'm happy to you know keep that conversation no, going Joe, this me, morning to uh, talk about you know, those issues pursue gas prices sure. a little more some people say that look we have we have it in this country we have it in Alaska there's no reason because who knows in a week it may go up to five dollars a gallon the average citizen it's uh, it's, it's killing them do we have the resources in this country well there's no question if you look at um, the international uh, Energy Association, which tracks uh, oil and gas production, the U.S. is still number one in the world in terms of oil and gas production. That's a fact. We we produce more than Saudi Arabia, we produce more than Russia, um, and and the uh, number of drill rigs that have been opening up in the last year. I mean, with a hundred dollar per gallon uh, per uh, barrel price, uh, there's no question that there is increase in, in new drig, drill rigs. I brought the numbers with me, uh, Stu, which just shows that like in the last week, um, the, the drill rig um, increased by 14, which is a big number in terms of new drill rigs. So permits are being issued, leases are being issued out there. Oil and gas, though, is a commodity that is set on the international market. It's not like, you know, there's a Russian price or a a U.S. price or a Saudi Arabia uh, price, unless the government is providing subsidies. There is an international price. And when Russia's oil has been removed from the market, you know, because of... um, 
you know, other many countries saying that they're not going to enrich Vladimir Putin, that has caused a supply uh, issue. In so you think the reason available. for this high uh, increase has got a lot to do with Russia? Well, there's no question pre-invasion the, the price was going up. And, and I'm not, mm-hmm. again, trying to... But, you know, remember, the price went down during COVID because oil production disappeared because people just weren't driving uh, during that time period. So when they restarted production, first of all, they lost a lot of workers who got laid off and they're still struggling to fill positions, just like many other sectors in the economy. Um, But look at, uh, you know, um, I I think we we should definitely make sure that the oil and gas sector in this country gets the opportunity to drill more and and because that that creates more supply Mm -hmm. in, in the market. Um, and I also think we, we need to you know do more in terms of providing non-oil and gas production. And I had the Secretary of Energy, I think, as you know, in, in the district last week, to, when we visited Millstone, which mm-hmm. is a, a non-carbon, non-fossil fuel power generator, provides 40% of the electricity in the state of Connecticut. I mean, these lights that we're you know, seeing here in this, this studio, um, Millstone is, is the largest uh, individual source for that. And we had very good... Um, session with the secretary who met with the workforce there, told them that the the policy of the Department of Energy is to extend the service life of power plants like Millstone. In the infrastructure bill, there is more investment in nuclear power in terms of R&D because there's new ways to generate nuclear power that don't use as much water and um, create less waste um, in the in the process there. So we've got to continue to push those efforts. Um, but look at, I, you know, that's going to take time. The, the The problem people are facing right now today is, you know, the $4.60 per gallon mm-hmm. uh, price at the pump. And um, so, Joe, when uh, President Trump was uh, the president, uh, we were becoming independent on other countries no, depending not, on them. No, we, that's we, not we, true. We, no, oil and gas production went up under Trump. And again, we're, we are just shy of where the level was when he left office. It's about 11.8 million barrels a day. It was about it was over 12 when, mm-hmm. when Trump left office. But as I said, that's because the production went down during COVID significantly, and then it's been coming back up. But, it, but we, we obviously need to sort of explore other opportunities. The president is um, planning to meet with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia who, uh, let's face it, they they have not been um, helpful, not just to the U.S., but also Mm -hmm. to other Western countries. I think anything but to get it from Venezuela right now doesn't sound too uh, appealing. Let me take this call. Hi, WICH. What is your question for uh, Congressman Courtney? Question for you about the imminency of the critical computer analysis regarding gun accessibility. Okay, thank you. People are getting a lot of things online, and they're not always good, and I don't know how much influence it has on some of these atrocities. Yeah, I mean, look at um, an 18-year-old kid was able to go in and buy, you know, an assault weapon up in Buffalo and slaughtered people who were out doing their Saturday morning shopping. Another 18-year-old was able to do the same in, on his 18th birthday, went out and, and bought um, a, a weapon. Um, and, you know, th- there's measures about possibly raising the age level to 21. Uh, Congressman Deutsch, who had the Parkland High School shooting in his district, has proposed that. But as I said, right now, it's about filling the holes in our background check system. Mm-hmm. 
WIC, you have a question for Congressman Courtney. Yes, uh, Congressman Courtney, on January 6th, were you in Washington, and what was your impression? Thank you. So I was in Washington. I was in my office in the Rayburn building, which most members were w- watching remotely because COVID was still, you know, in the in the uh, ish, you know, in the mix there. And um, you know, I've always felt very safe in Washington. The U.S. Capitol Police does an amazing job, and to watch uh, the the chamber that you know Franklin Roosevelt addressed the country when he declared war on Pearl Harbor. You know, Reagan spoke there. Kennedy to watch that room violated and and broken into um is something that still uh, just is shocking to to me that you know um that that ever could have possibly happened and you know if you look at the justice department in terms of the prosecutions that's taken place uh they're close to a thousand their batting average is a hundred percent in terms of convicting people 140 plus police officers were injured some of them uh injuries that we we know sort of drove them into um, suicide afterwards uh, and talking to those guys uh, and women uh, afterwards who really were the the last blue line the thin blue line that kept our democracy protected that day um, they're actually very uh, disappointed with the way how the the aftermath of this has been so politicized there was you know a violent attack on a constitutional process to certify the election results. And it was done intentionally. This was not like a, a, a rally that got sort of, out of, you know, swept up in the, in the rhetoric. There were people who were, this was a plan. This was something they intended to do. And I support the January 6th commission, which is, you know, doing its best job to flush out the facts on this. And again, I think the Justice Department, um, which is a totally nonpartisan professional um, department, was, uh, is doing their job. I was very taken aback that they didn't have the National Guard because uh, there were warnings that there were going to be some problems. But uh, no, and, and that's a, t- that's part of what the January 6th committee is looking at, is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the. The, the warning flags were up in terms of intelligence yeah. that were there. And, um, you know, there was definitely some internal decisions that were not made by the speaker or the, you know, Mitch McConnell or anybody else, because this is done by the Capitol Police and the and the National Guard. But they were worried about the optics of, of the place looking too much like an armed camp. And in retrospect, that was a really harmful decision. And the, the people who took the real brunt of it were the U.S. Capitol Police. And they're great people yeah, and they do a great job. Okay, I, I got a email. You know, people are very excited about you coming on. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why I like visiting, Stu. Okay, and uh, <laughs> you can take the heat. Yep. Right? This is. Uh, I have a question for uh, Congressman Courtney. I'm concerned about all the issues and policies that are hurting our country, but there's one in particular one, the safety and well-being is a responsibility as an elected official. And we're talking about Thousands of illegal immigrants have crossed the southern border. They arrive untested, unvaccinated, unvetted, and undocumented, and are dispersed under the cover of darkness across the USA. Title 42, they've held back on that for the minute. But within these people coming in, and certainly most of them are not going to come in to hurt somebody. They want to get their freedom, but there are many who are sneaking in, are rapists, terrorists, and uh, above all, the incidents of drugs that are seeping into our country because our borders are so porous, 
is very concerning to the American people, and I'm sure you've gotten a lot of calls about it. I have. So let's let's begin with the basics. Okay, Title 42, which was put into effect by President Trump, with you know the the onset of COVID, is a public health order. It's not an immigration law. It's a public health order. Mm-hmm. And un- during the time that he was in office, a half million um, encounters took place where people were turned away and sent back. When Biden came into office, there were people screaming at him to uh, repeal Title 42. He did not do it. It has been in effect for almost two years. 1.5, uh, excuse me, yeah, 1.3 million encounters where people have been turned away since Biden has been in office. And, and again, he has taken harsh criticism for immigrant immigration advocates who um, have been you know, basically equating him with Trump in terms of keeping Title 42 in place. CDC came out and said the, the, the COVID conditions do not justify keeping Title 42, which is a public health law, in place. And that's when the administration, because they were going to get sued if they didn't do it, went ahead and said, at the end of May, we're, we're going to roll back Title 42. The judge in Louisiana, as you point out, Stu, delayed that decision. And right now, Title 42 is still in place. Personally, given the fact that CDC is saying right now that a third of the country should be wearing masks, I actually think the, the premise of them rolling back Title 42 you know, COVID's not gone. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's and, rising, and, unfortunately. Right. So, the, you know, honestly, the judge's order, and sometimes, you know, the reporting is, oh, he's a Trump judge, and it's a Biden order. You know, at some point, judges actually, you know, they, they, they look at the law and the facts. And I think that's a decision that actually, you know, in my opinion, makes sense, given what we're seeing with COVID. And the, it, it, when you say it temporarily or for, for the time, you know, I, this is, this is going to be in place for quite a while. The... Um, budget that we just passed that the president signed uh, a couple months ago boosted spending in terms of border patrol and ICE. You know, again, there are people within the Democratic Party who I vehemently disagree with who want to, you know, defund ICE and, you know, open borders. That budget that, that Biden signed does not do that. That doesn't I mean, make any sense, the uh, open uh, borders. I mean, I, I, believe me, I you know, but there are people who who, who have that position, and and, and I think you, you know, know we talk about these mass murders, but hundreds of thousands of people are dying uh, from fentanyl and drugs that right. are coming and, over and, the amen. border. And and um, I mean, this has got to stop. And and you know, I have been meeting with the Norwich Police Department because this has been a hard hit region mm-hmm. in terms of that, and we actually got some funding to help with their collaboration in terms of. Um, you know, the regional drug task force to, to stop that stuff from coming through. And you're right. I mean, some of that stuff is coming up from from Latin America and uh, Central America. And and that's why that budget that just came through is, is boosting uh, spending for uh, COPS programs and Norwich is qualified to get additional positions. The, re- the rescue plan is funding more police positions. Uh, I got a community project for Norwich in terms of, you know, upgrading their communication system, which is part of the anti-fentanyl um, strategy that's that's around here. And, um, you know, I, look at, you know, the Internet is, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, the wild, wild west in terms of some of the information and facts. I welcome people calling the office and asking for what is going on. But Title 42 is in place the administration is enforcing it in terms of uh, turning people away. As I said, the, the the numbers show that you know during the time Biden's been in office, We've over been, a million been, people have been turned back. The president wanted to ditch it, and he was uh, they're, they're fighting the court. Uh 
Well, first decision. of all, it, it, the CDC is the one who moved forward, and and I, you know, there were, there were people certainly within the administration who said, okay, let's let's wrap it up, but they didn't do it the day CDC issued their or again they delayed mm-hmm. it internally, and now the courts have, have stepped in and, and it's been stayed. But the bottom line is, is it's it's still in place, and the Border Patrol is still enforcing it. I think I've mentioned in the past I have a nephew who works in the Border Patrol down in Arizona, and and I've been down to the border twice. And um, they follow the law. And the law says right now Title 42 is in place and people are going to be turned away. Congressman Joe Courtney is with us. So let's take this call before the break. Just uh, one little note that some people believe that um, all these people are being let in because eventually they are going to uh, be able to vote. And they would uh, naturally vote Democratic because he's letting them all in. I mean, I think that is really one of the most um, insidious um you know harmful i mean it's just just because he has a good heart he wants to let them in no i mean so first of all he doesn't want to let anything he signed a budget which which funds to a higher level than before the 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 boots on the ground and the technology to to protect the border and there's no question that you know You've got people coming from countries. Some some Ukrainians have showed up at the border. They're coming because, from everywhere. But now. but they're they're fleeing something that I mean that wasn't their plan. It was their, you mm-hmm. know their, their country's under attack and they're looking for a, a, a place to go. And the U.S., despite all the negativity that people want to convey about how horrible everything is, is still viewed by most of the people in the world as a really good place to live. And so yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, well but you know yeah. the, the first questioner really made it sound like you know we're, we're you know. On a downward spiral to you know collapse, and and that's I'm very bullish on this country. Having said that, we should have controlled borders. We should have immigration policy that that is intelligent in terms of allowing fam- some family unification, allowing some sectors like agriculture to be able to get help because um, you know in this region here in Eastern Connecticut. Uh, in terms of whether it's tobacco growers or whether it's dairy farmers, um, they need they need an, a healthy functioning Joe, immigration Joe, when system. It's, when it's that clogged up, how how can in the world can you vet everybody? There's going to be people just getting in. Well, I, I will. You know, first of all, uh, it is clogged up. When I was down there, I was actually at the, mm-hmm. the tribunal that was handling uh, asylum uh, cases there, and we don't have enough. Um, people down there to to process you know who are legitimate and who are illegitimate and and you know that was partially addressed in the budget that i just indicated which is boosting the the personnel and resources down there um but it's um immigration is it's not like an issue that just started on january 2021 okay this has been an issue going back to no, the I founding of this country and and um you've got to get the right balance of making sure mm-hmm. that a we have a system of laws that people are, are you know have to follow and number two that we recognize that immigration does solve some of our problems like a workforce in terms of agriculture hospitality Restaurants. I, I will tell you, Stu. You know, when I'm out talking to restaurants right now, who are desperate to find employees and workers there, the, 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 and I had the Connecticut Restaurant Association. The conversation migrates to why can't we have a more, you know, high functioning immigration system? Because we'll hire these people. I don't know why uh, that, that could, we could talk an, an hour on that other. Right. I don't know why people are not taking the. There's so many jobs available. Where, where is everybody? 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, again, I think if, if you, because uh, I, I sit on the Education and Labor Committee, COVID, there's no question that people towards the end of their working lives have, you know, stimulated more early retirements. And if you look at the Social Security Early Retirement Program, the numbers went up during COVID mm-hmm. and they're not coming back. They just have decided that, you know, I've decided that some things are more important in life. For the younger, you know, the earlier, newer um, workers that were there, there's a lot more opportunities and choices out there. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk to Kevin Graney at Electric Boat. They're doing a great job, you know, getting people in the door. But frankly, a lot of them are leaving pretty pretty quickly because they've got other choices. Hi, WYCH. What's your question for Congressman Joe? Thanks for holding. Well, I can't understand why uh, we have planes at night taking immigrants to cities all over the United States. Okay, I'll have him address that. The, the I, night I mean, flights. look, at, I, I, you know, I know that's out there um, in the internet. It's, um, I, you know, I, I haven't seen that happening in, you know, my experience. Uh, and if it's happening and it's against the law, then, you know, we should throw the book at them. Mm-hmm. WICHI, what's your question? <clears throat> um, yes. Of all of the problems, disagreeing with the border, disagreeing with CRT, disagreeing just with everything the Democrat Party is doing. I think uh, energy should be, uh, oil should be drilled here, and not one dime should be going to any foreign country to buy and put our oil and gas people back in business here. Okay, right. So we have a private, we we have a, a, you know, uh, free market capitalist economic system. Oil and gas is not drilled by the government. It's drilled by private companies. And they are part of an international market. And there, there is oil that, we, that, that goes back and forth in terms of different countries. And you know, that's why we, the price is not set locally. We don't have a Connecticut you know, oil market you know, where people are bidding on oil production. It's, it's an international market. And frankly, that's why I think we need to unhook ourselves from that to a greater extent by making sure that locally produced power, like Millstone's nuclear power, like the offshore wind project that's happening down in New London, and anyone who drives by there, you will see six construction cranes and workers out there six days a week to build the wind turbines that's going to generate uh, enough kilowatts for over a million homes in the state of Connecticut. That's, you know, the, at the end of the day, that's our real escape hatch in terms of, um, you know, getting off... The, the roller coaster of speculation and uh, trade that happens with oil and gas. We'll be right. And by back. the way, there there is no CRT in this area. I, I have to just point Pro, that out. Price theory. Yeah, I mean, I, so. I challenge anyone to point to any school okay. district in Eastern Connecticut where critical race theory is being taught. It doesn't exist. It does exist in other places. Well, maybe, but it, it, you yeah. know, in terms of K through 12 education, critical race theory is not a, a grammar school, high school um, okay. you know, a theory no. of, of education. It, it's a law school theory, which is being done in very limited circumstances based on what I can tell as a member of the Education and Labor Committee. But there is no CRT that's happening to our kids. In this area or, well, or anywhere that's, else. That's why we have you here, to get yeah. things straight yeah. away. Right. Let me take a short break. We'll be back with uh, Congressman Courtney. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Do you know what to do when you have medications you no longer take lying around the house? I'll be back to discuss the potential hazard. 
The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. When you have medications that are expired or you no longer take, you need to dispose of them. No longer do we flush medication down the toilet. Instead, we discard them in the trash as follows. Take all labels off the prescription container. Add either cat litter, coffee grounds, or tap water to the unlabeled vial to make it non-palatable. Seal the container with a cap or tape it to make it less likely to open inadvertently. Place the sealed container in your normal trash. This will keep us all safe and healthy. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. Hi, this is Nick Kaplinson of Dime Bank. Dime Bank has something to perk you up as we head outdoors again. With a Dime Perks account, you can access special benefits and discounts from local and national merchants that will keep you entertained as you manage your money. From supplies to help you build your garden to seeing your favorite band in concert, Dime can help. To begin enjoying your perks today, visit dime-bank.com. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Congressman Joe Courtney is with us. It's always a pleasure to have him on the program. We're going to take these calls, and then we're going to talk about some positive things that uh, Congressman Courtney does for the veterans. Welcome. You're on the air. What's your question? Hello, Congressman, Committeeman, Joseph Courtney. What's your question, sir? The late 70s, Henry Kissinger identified Saudi Arabia as our next big problem after Vietnam. And today, Congressman, or uh, Henry Kissinger has kind of conceded that the United States should not be doing what it's doing in the Ukraine and that uh, Russia should be allowed the eastern uh, mm-hmm. portion of Ukraine. Okay, we'll have, uh, certainly as a good question, uh, we'll have Congressman Courtney uh, Sure, so, um, you know, again, we are spending a lot of time on the Armed Services Committee focused on Ukraine, and I would just say that um, I, I respectfully um, think that it's unfortunate that uh, Henry Kissinger, who is a you know very powerful voice in the world, um, you know, is is already sort of getting ahead of events in terms of how we end this conflict. Um, you know, the Ukrainian um, armed forces and the Ukrainian government, I think, has shocked the world with how strongly mm-hmm. they have um, overperformed against what was viewed as probably you know second or third largest military force in the, in the world, and. Um, you know the 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 fight that's happening this morning is um, in terms of cities in eastern Ukraine that are not were not controlled by by Russia or their you know rump group that was in the Donbass uh, prior to the invasion, and they are going to fight like the Dickens you know to protect um, their people in those in that in that part of the 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 country. Now they also. I would just note, and, and I, I wish uh, Mr. Kissinger had talked about this. Right now, there are millions and millions of uh, tons of wheat and other food stuffs that are in Odessa, which is the southern port that Ukraine still controls, that um, is just sitting in warehouses and starting to rot, actually. And they have a blockade. 
the Russians are, have, are enforcing a blockade to, to prevent that food from moving forward. You know, if, if Putin wanted to show the slightest you know, indication that he's prepared to um, step back and allow at least foodstuffs to leave that country. Um, and again, you could have an international group to, you know, de- demilitarize the transfer on, on cargo ships. Um, you know, that's where I think the, the, the real focus should be today. If, though, if that food is allowed to either rot or if Russia steals some of it, which they've already done, um, that is going to have ramifications in terms of food prices, you know, internationally because that's another international commodity. And number two, you're you're going to have parts of the world where we're going to see um, increased, um, you know, malnutrition and starvation. As you probably know more than I do uh, yep. that uh, certainly when we send forty billion dollars and this and that, people are saying, "Well, we got some." problems in this country. Maybe you shouldn't send so much of that. And how can we be sure, because it's happened before, that that money is going to go to the right place? So, I mean, we we do spend a lot of time in terms of, uh, you know, looking at these issues. First of all, a chunk of that is about humanitarian assistance. And most of that is being spent in places like Poland, Romania, neighboring countries where Mm -hmm. refugees from Ukraine are now um, in big numbers that are happening there, we, we actually have control over how that those funds get spent. In terms of the military uh, assistance, you know the the um, equipment that's go- that's going into the country. We, we, I mean, Biden was criticized for being too modest at the beginning, just that you know shoulder held sort of um, mobile um, equipment, which um, Zelensky was complaining about that it wasn't enough. Having said that, they did a hell of a job in terms of turning, you know, uh, Kiev area into a tank graveyard with those, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, sure. the, the, the remarkable so, things. Yeah. So now in in the eastern Ukraine, there there is more offensive um, equipment. There's artillery um, and armored um, vehicles that are being sent there, but we we still are not sending in the crown jewels in terms of what frankly would be on their wish list in terms of you know f-16s absolutely and 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 uh, so you know look at he gets criticized either way in terms of whether it's too much too little but mm-hmm. the bottom line is i think the country and the world should should not step in and tell ukraine you know you know what what decision they they should make given the fact that it's their blood and their um country which has taken the brunt of this let me see you have a question for congressman courtney Yes, good morning, Mr. Cordy. Morning. Go right ahead. What's your question? Uh, first thing is, uh, regarding Title 42, uh, the CDC is all right to make a recommendation. However, they're not in charge of the country. The uh, president is in charge. Well, second, I, well I'll, okay, second, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, second, um, um, regarding a protest at the uh, Supreme Court uh, justices' homes and even going as far as threatening some of them, I'm sure you're aware of the federal law that's uh, right. clear as day regarding this. All right, I'm glad you issue. brought that I'm up. I'm wondering why the Democrats Thank uh, you. and the Attorney General of the United States has not uh, said one word about this, and uh, no arrests have been made uh, as a result of this federal law. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a, a very evolved Well, I question. oppose you know, going to people's houses. Uh, I mean, <laughs> in the wake of January 6th, uh, we actually had... Um, you know, issues involving members of Congress like myself in terms of various threats. And, and uh, no one should should be subjected to that. No. It was just basically, um, you know, 
holding public office, and uh, and I frankly didn't hear a lot of people who were really defending our right to f- protect our families, and, well, and you know I, we had to, we had to spend our own money in terms know, of. If uh, I if I knew that was happening, I wish you told me. Yeah, I would have uh, right. gone crazy over right. it. So, and and as far as the Title Forty Two, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It's a CDC um, determination under the law because it's a public health statute, not an immigration statute. The problem, sir, is that once CDC came out and issued um, a, a directive, which they did not consult with the White House on, that um, there was no longer um, a medical public health justification for, for having a, the Title 42 order in place. That created a situation where the, you know, we're a country of laws. The, 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 once that happened, there, there the administration was had their hands tied in terms of whether or not to to implement what was a public health determination. The courts, which is that's our system of government, stepped in and said that based on the facts and their interpretation of the law, and they're the umpires in our system. The, the executive branch really is not. They have to follow uh, existing um, directives and, and statutes. Once the court ruled that the facts and the law don't justify that, then. It, that shut it down. Uh, Title 42 stays in place. Just getting back to the other, nobody should be harassed at, at their homes. And, of course, there is a law on the books that if you're a judge, a Supreme Court judge, and people are yelling and spewing things in front of you, why aren't they getting arrested? Again, I, I don't have an answer for that, but I, mm-hmm. I know that, um, you know, whether or not they were on public property versus private property, whether or not it, it was really you know rose to the level of of an arrest, um, it, you know this is all sort of case by case. But um, you know, there, well, I'll, I'll stop there. Okay, <laughs> WICH, have a question for Joe? Uh, yes. Uh, please don't tell us that walls don't work. I'd like to know why the wall hasn't been finished on the border. Mm-hmm. So I do think walls work, and and I uh, when I was down in Nogales, Arizona. Uh, where there's a wall in place today, which is separates Mexico from the U.S. Again, it's a densely populated area. That wall works, and and um, and there are other uh, places on the border where walls work, but there are other places where walls, frankly, are a waste of money. And and uh, you know we're talking remote desert areas. Most of the wall that was being built under the prior administration was in Arizona. That's not where the the problems were. It was closer to El Paso, where it, the the river. The Rio Grande River acts as a natural barrier that's there. So, um, San Diego, you know, in terms of the, at the further western portion, there are walls in place there. They they should be there and they need to be there because of the population density. So that's where walls the, make it make the difference. So, what would it hurt if you kept it up, as opposed to? Well, uh, I mean, the, the the walls that were under construction, as far as I know, they're still in place right now. The the, the question is whether or not those were an effective use. I would also note, Stu, and I think this is important for people who you know live in Eastern Connecticut, which is very sensitive to military um, spending and military uh, installations. When when the, the funding was was uh, provided for the construction of the wall in the prior administration, it was taken out of the Department of Defense. I mean, it, it, this was for money that was that had been allocated for military installations for F thirty five planes. That money was was transferred from the Department of Defense to the Department of H- uh, Homeland Security. I think illegally because we we had appropriated that, and the president had signed those spending bills into law, and and you know Mr. Esper when he was uh, Secretary of Defense uh, issued that order it had never been done before. 
where, where there had been a reprogramming or reallocation out of DOD to another agency or department. I mean, you, that is a terrible precedent in terms of, um, you know, protecting priorities that have gone through the process. Always a pleasure to have uh, Congressman Courtney. I, you know, Memorial Day is coming up, and I know that uh, you've been known to do as much as you can for the veterans. Give us an update. What's going on? Sure. So, again, real quick, this morning, again, there was a very good ceremony at the uh, Wyndham area. Veterans Coffee House for uh, medal recovery. There were two Vietnam veterans uh, who never had gotten their medals. And then we actually had a World War II veteran, God bless him, who's still wow. alive, Mr. Pana Grosso, who uh, was a prisoner of war, actually. And we were able to um, uh, present those medals in front of the, you know, his friends and his family and Channel 8. And it was very nice. I also was able to give an update regarding um, a, a bill that is being watched very closely uh, by veterans in the area. It's called the PACT. Act PACT, and it basically would extend uh, VA health benefits and health coverage for post 9 11 uh, veterans who are have been um, suffering illnesses for toxic exposure. As we, I think many of us know, one of the real, I think, shameful legacies of the Vietnam War was the length of time it took to deal with Agent Orange exposure, another toxin. Uh, it, you know, it's sort of been fixed, you know, at this point. Um, with the burn pits in, in Iraq and Afghanistan that, you know, where they were burning uh, toxic substances and there's been lots of um, really serious health problems that um, post 9-11 veterans have suffered from. We, we basically just said we are not going through that same Mickey Mouse process of people having to, you know, uh, demonstrate where they were from one minute to the next in terms of qualifying for getting mm -hmm. uh, help for cancers for respiratory illnesses and the PACT Act, um, which cleared the House. It, the good news is it looks like there's a bipartisan deal with uh, Senator Tester and Senator Moran to, to move um, the same measure uh, in the Senate, and hopefully we're going to get it to the desk of, of, of the president. Lastly, in terms of the Vietnam veteran uh, cohort, all of the, the progress that we made with Agent Orange, we're now going to extend that to veterans who served in outside of Vietnam in places like Thailand and Cambodia who were excluded from some of the Agent Orange uh, expansions that took place there. It's supported by all the veteran service organizations. And, um, you know, you know, it's amazing to me still how hard it is sometimes to get, you know, it's these like, measures it's through. It's been like climbing a mountain no, with Agent Orange. Totally I mean, we've been talking about that for years, but right. it's, I love that word, bipartisan. That's yes. my favorite word. Yes. No, it, it was a, it's a solid... Um, Development. Uh, keep up the good work. Yeah. Hi, WICH. What's your question for Congressman Courtney? How you doing, Representative? I'm good. What's your question, hey, sir? Yes. Um, what are you going to do for people like me uh, who are 62 on on Social Security disability with a meager pension and who are getting a 300 to 400 hole in their budget every month? Uh, Thanks for the question. Yeah, I look at... I. Um, you know, one thing that happened last year is we got a big Social Security increase. It was a COLA of roughly 5 or 6%. Um, I'm sure the caller probably remembers it very well, but then it was coupled with a, a, the biggest increase ever in Medicare Part B premiums, which is deducted from your monthly check. And it turns out uh, that was an overcharge by the government on Part B premium. They built it around the... Um, 
premise that there was going to be a new, very expensive drug coming onto market, which uh, actually we was hoped to address Alzheimer's. We could do a whole show mm-hmm. on this topic. Bottom line is, is that um, they they uh, overpriced that premium, and we're either going to get a check cut to go back to Social Security beneficiaries, or when the new rates come out for next year, there's going to be a pretty significant cut in terms of, and that puts more money. Um, in people's pockets. I, I would encourage you to call my office in terms of other, um, you know, maybe help that we can provide for individuals like the one who called in. Uh, again, the Norwich office, uh, 860-886-0132. Again, 860 for people who are on Social Security disability and, and may have uh, income levels that they can qualify for additional help, we can, we can definitely help connect. I know you want to get your question for Congressman Courtney. Yes, I'm just wondering if the congressman is for or against term limits. And if he's for term limits, what is he still doing in office? Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I, I do think I'm, I'm in favor of term limits. It's uh, having the voters uh, exercise the option to, to um, uh, you know, end my term. And uh, uh, I think that uh, if you look at the average length of stay right now in Congress, the voters have actually exercised that authority um, in a in a direction that maybe the caller will be very pleased is that uh, the the length of uh, average term is going down and it's less than 10 years. Uh, I am, you know, very um, still um, proud of the work that I've been doing, chairing the uh, Sea Power Committee first time since 1872. Anyone from Connecticut has had Navy and Marine Corps Oversight Committee. Uh, That's where the budgets get written in terms of key Navy programs like um, Virginia class and Columbia class submarines. The budget that we passed last year had the largest um, submarine undersea component, um, really going back to World War II. And the the one we're working on this year, which we're going to be marking up when I get back in town in June, is is the same. I got that to that gavel because I hung in there and, and, and because it's a seniority system that's there. And I think, um, frankly, you know, people in this region where you have an employer that in Groton has about 14,000 people going to work every day and all of the supply chain manufacturers that feed into it, a submarine base with uh, roughly 9,000 sailors and officers. I'm going over there later today at 2 o'clock. Um, you know, I think, frankly, um, the position I'm in, which, uh, you know, the voters have, and I'm very grateful, have um, allowed me to, to go back to Washington, um, has gotten us all to that place. And I think that's an, an important um, thought that people should carry with them as they talk about an, an issue like this, which is a totally, you know, you're not alone asking that question, believe me. Welcome to the program. Hi. What's your question, please? Hi. Good, yes, good morning. morning. Uh, so many subjects here, but uh, let's touch on the border wall. Uh, under Donald Trump, he wanted $8 billion to finish that wall. Yet, when Ukraine is being invaded, we threw $30 billion at them, and now an extra $40 billion at them. Mm-hmm. But well, we can't no. spend any money to protect our own country and our own citizens, who are, and I don't mean any disrespect, but they are your bosses. All right, sir. Thank you for the. I get a lot of calls about that. So you know. look, at, at the border is is a. I believe in in having a controlled border. I do not support an open border. We just voted for a large uh, budget for border patrol, ICE, 
all of the other uh, Department of Homeland Security programs that are there, and I can, I'm happy to supply people with that information. The president did, President Trump did seek that amount of money, and he got a pretty good chunk of it during his time. Nobody bats a thousand percent when you have, um, you know, the form of government that we have with uh, divided control of a legislative branch and an executive branch. You know, I would just say this in terms of. Um, you know, the, the hardship and the problem that's happening at the border, I, I, I would just say respectfully, sir, it's a false equivalency to sort of uh, talk about um, what's going on in Ukraine, where we have uh, schools getting bombed by um, a, a, a uh, leader, uh, Vladimir Putin, who, in my opinion, is um, as vicious and um, uncaring about international rules of order. And, and allowing uh, an invasion like that to, to go, um, you know, unresponded to, I think is going to haunt the West in a much bigger ways than, than the allocation of money that is uh, going, number one, to, to help refugees. Again, all of it isn't going to military assistance and, and is also pushing back against a guy who um, is now shown his true colors. That he's just an international outlaw. I was, by the way, sanctioned by the Russian government. I don't know if you saw that in the news. They issued uh, an order sanctioning um, about 900 people in the U.S. that can never go back, can never enter Russia. I bet you that broke your heart. It didn't. It, it, you know, my, my trip to the DACA oh, this summer God. is, is going to have to be can't. No, honestly, I do, I do take it as a badge of honor. And, um, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, and I think, you know, watching how European countries who really had shied away from, you know, really um, stepping up and supporting. Uh, and now Finland and Sweden, you know, joining NATO. Um, I, I think that's actually a, a pretty impressive development in terms of, um, you know, countries that have shared values like the U.S. I had a gentleman who was in Poland helping out people, and uh, we talked to him on the air and talked about the good people of Poland. And yep. uh, he, let me take this question here. I, WIC, it's your question for Congressman Courtney. Thank you, Congressman Courtney, your uh, excellent service uh, to the 2nd District and especially to the veterans. Uh, thank you and congratulate you for that new John McGurk Center on Shaw's Culture yes. in London. It's state-of-the-art and it's phenomenal. Thank My you for mentioning that. you as disability as a Vietnam veteran. I'm somewhat out of touch with the way the rating system is. In other words, if it's not at 100% and someone gets a 50% disability, that leaves 50%. If they're then awarded 20%, it doesn't become the 20% plus the 50 to 70. It becomes 20% of the 50%. What are your feelings on that? No, thank you, there, sir. I mean, thank you for asking that question. The, the rating system um, is probably one of the biggest topics of conversation when I go to these veterans' coffee houses. And, and I think many of your listeners may be aware I've got a... a uh, military caseworker, veterans caseworker, Manny Manessis, who, who fields a lot of these calls. And you got to be really careful in terms of uh, either challenging an existing rating, because you can go backwards as well as forwards in this system. And as you point out, sir, um, you know, the, the sort of spillover from one rating and its impact on another um, is really tricky. And, uh, you know, all I would say is, um, you know, call my office. Uh, you know, and, and Manny, you know, can get you the best information possible or some of the, the um, veteran service workers for the American Legion. K. Robert Lewis, who used to work for Rob Simmons, you know, helps people and he does a good job in terms of, you know, navigating uh, the, the, the rating uh, system. But, you know, you, 
but first of all, but also, you know, there's a lot of people who um, kind of just shy away from even trying in the system because they, they kind of get a little intimidated for it. That's also not the right approach. You know, people, you have more rights sometimes than I think veterans realize. And we thank that caller for his service. Let's take one more call. Hi, WICH. Hi, WICH. A question for Congressman Courtney. Yeah, hi. Um, uh, regards to my question, it, it's not really going to be one of those ones that Congressman probably gets a lot, but you know, the Congressman does do a good job representing the sub-base and our interests there. But nevertheless, the interests of Enfield do not align very well with the interests of here. What does the congressman think of, you know, expanding the House, maybe doubling the number of representatives out there? Thank you, sir. Uh, it's an it's a interesting question because we have not increased the, the number of um, representatives in the House since uh, I think it was around 1920. And uh, we've been at 435 ever since. And as a result, these districts get enormous. It's 720,000 um, people that are in the district there. And, and um you know, over time, up until 1920, you know, they, we would sort of increase the size uh, um, on, on a regular basis, and then it's just been sort of frozen uh, ever since. I, I frankly think the chances of uh, getting more members of Congress approved by the American people is probably pretty doubtful. Pretty doubt. <laughs> but, I, but one last question. Up in Enfield, we do, I have a district office, and we work with the veterans up there, and we also are working in terms of getting a new train station with the infrastructure bill, which we really haven't had a chance to talk about there, but they really need that, and I'm, I've got my fingers crossed we're going to get approval from USDOT for a new train station. Right, take a 30-second question quickly, please. <laughs> what is it? Hey, St- hey Stu, What's your Courtney, question? Uh, uh, Congressman Courtney, Joe, I met you. I'm Joe. What's your question? I met question? you down in the Norwich. Listen, Mike, the thing is, thank you so much for Shaw's Cove upgrade. I'm a disabled veteran. I met you down at the Norwich Coffee uh, Veterans. And I'll tell you what, it is spectacular. Thank you so much. It, it, thank you for mentioning that. It was a battle. Getting It went from 5,000 to 15,000 square feet. And as the caller said, it's state-of-the-art equipment, more services, um, and it's a very accessible place, both in terms of you know driving there by car or by mass transit. One other thing that I, that's been bothering me, Joe, and uh, I know you're a busy guy, but I think that we could cut down on crime. Boy, there's a lot of uh, pu- pieces of the puzzle that we have to put together with crime now. But I've noticed more and more that uh, career criminals are not staying incarcerated. Many of them, after a while, come out, and there was a terrible shooting in New York in a subway. guy who had been arrested 12 times and some of them very serious crimes. What's going on with our court system? Well, actually, um, the, what was interesting with the New York um, state is that they, when they just passed their recent budget, um, they actually uh, scaled back some of the changes that were taking place, particularly in terms of bail mm-hmm. uh, and giving judges more authority to hold people because of uh, prior records. Because there, there definitely was an uptick in, and there were people who um, were out on the street who were already in the court system had, that had been released under a much more lenient system. Lamont was able to, I guess, move the needle in the similar direction a little bit in the in the budget that was just passed there. But, um, you know, as I said, Governor Hochul, the new governor in uh, uh, New York State uh, took some heat from some people within our own party about pushing to to give the judges more um, stringent authority. And um, but I, th- I, you know, I think 
I served with her. Her middle name, by the way, her maiden name is Courtney. Kathy, uh-huh. <laughs> Kathy okay. Courtney Hochul. But, you know, frankly, she stood up to that criticism, and, and the law was passed to make the, the state safer. It used to be three strikes are out. Now it's about 12 or 13. I could have been a major league player with that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Okay. It and, was, uh, uh, you know, it was uh, an hour went by fast. All right, and take, I, we'll come back and do it again. Take care of yourself and um, keep in touch if there's anything we need to know. Okay. Thanks, too. Thank you. Congressman Joe Courtney has been with us. Thank you for all the calls. We have a news break coming up shortly. The 13th annual Gift of Mobility is going on now. Over the past 13 years, Phil Pavone, owner of AZ Pond, has been collecting unwanted motorized wheelchairs and scooters, refurbishing them, and giving them away at no cost to people who can't afford them and who would not be able to get around without one. This year's goal is to give away over 100 motorized scooters to those that are in need. If you have a motorized scooter and would like to donate it, or if you are in need of a scooter, contact Phil at 860-889-4474. To learn more about the gift of mobility, go to YouTube and search AZ Pond Gift of Mobility or find them on the web at azpondgiftofmobility.com and see what a great local program Phil and his team of volunteers have put together. If you have a scooter to donate or if you're in need of one, call Phil at AZ Pond, 442 East Main Street in Norwich, 860-889-4474. 4474. All communications along with AZ Pond. Thank you for your support. Uniting for United was established to collect much-needed food for the Jemmy E. Moran United Way slash Labor Food Bank now through June 2nd. Visit a participating business to donate. Every little bit makes a big difference. Visit unitingforunited.com slash help to learn how you can work to end hunger. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with deals like our Silver Unlimited plan for just $45 a month and no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $249, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Thanks for all the variety of questions that you asked uh, Congressman Joe Courtney. And we will discuss more of those issues maybe after 1 o'clock today, but we'll have the lunchtime oldie break. Yes, we're going to take a musical break, have some lunch together. WYCHAM 1310 Norwich and 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. Coming up to noon and the beep. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Steve Kathan. New details emerging about the mass shooting at a Texas elementary school where 19 children and two adults were killed. The gunman was confronted first outside the school. They heard the gunfire. They saw the shooter. At that point, they were met with gunfire by the shooter. Several police officers were shot. Um, At that point, the gunman, the shooter, was able to make entry into a classroom. And Chris Oliveras of the State Department of Public Safety says inside a barricaded fourth grade classroom is where the victims were killed. He says the 18-year-old gunman who was also killed purchased the weapons legally to mark his birthday they included an ar-15 style rifle republican tony gonzalez represents the uvalde area in congress you know it was such a horrific scene that uh, many of the children could not be identified and they had to use dna and other other avenues 
to identify children. CBS's Lilia Luciano. Among the confirmed victims, nine-year-old Amory Jo Garza. Annabel Guadalupe Rodriguez was just 10 years old. Shortly after the shooting, her father's desperation was clear as he arrived at the school grounds. I gotta find her. They don't know where she's at. Eva Mireles taught fourth grade, trained in bilingual and special education. On the school's website, she wrote that she had a supportive, fun, and loving family. Her husband, Ruben Reese, is an officer of the Uvalde Police Force. Well, the mass shooting has sparked reaction from the families of victims in other similar instances. Fred Gutenberg's daughter, Jamie, was killed in the high school shooting in Parkland, Florida in 2018. How many more times? I, I don't, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. Some Democrats are pushing for new action on guns. Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy on CBS Mornings. Uh, Senator Manchin and I were just on the phone. Um, we're going to be reaching out to Republicans today to see if we can find some of that uh, common ground, um, whether it's on red flag laws, trying to take guns away from folks who show significant signs of uh, impending danger, or whether it's a smaller expansion of the background check system. Well, now to Virginia, supermodel Kate Moss on the stand in the Johnny Depp libel trial against Amber Heard. Earlier, Heard testified that Moss, who once dated Depp, is pushed down a flight of stairs by the actor. There had been a rainstorm, and as I left the room, I slid down the stairs, and I hurt my back. Did Mr. Depp push you in any way down the stairs? No. Wall Street, right now the Dow is up 64 points, and the NASDAQ is up 92. This is CBS News. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. You can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current at the 12221. Call for information and You can't get much for five bucks these days unless you go to wendy's for a five dollar piggy bag get your choice of double stack junior bacon cheeseburger or crispy chicken blt plus four-piece nugs fries and a drink all for just five bucks that was smooth wasn't it that's how you're gonna feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price participation may vary includes four-piece nuggets small soft drink and small fry prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii Former President Trump tried to influence Georgia's Republican primaries. CBS's Ed O'Keefe says in the race for governor and secretary of state, he failed. Brian Kemp focused on his record on the economy and keeping Georgia open during the pandemic. He made no mention of former President Donald Trump, who campaigned hard against him. The Georgia elections official who most prominently stood up to the former president by refusing to manipulate election results, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, he fended off a challenge from several different opponents. But Trump backed Herschel Walker, the former former football star won the Senate's primary in that state. It doesn't matter where you came from and what color you are. There's a role where everyone has the freedom to speak their mind. Kay Ivey in Alabama and Sarah Sanders in Arkansas won Republican nomination battles for governor. George P. Bush lost the GOP race for Texas Attorney General to the incumbent Ken Paxton. I'm Steve Kathan. 
CBS News. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH. Time for our lunchtime oldies. Come and get them. You got them. Never too much of these fun musical tidbits. Well, honey, I love too much. I need your love too much. Who want the thrill of your touch? Gee, I can't love you too much. You do all I live in. I have to share your heart too much when I want some love you're gone don't you know you're treating your daddy wrong now you got me started don't you leave me broken heart ain't gonna love you too much I need your love all the time need your hug leave me mine need Stay right close Please, please hear me You're the most Now you got me started Don't you leave me broken hearted
my kiss of your sweet lips I can feel my heart go flip, flip I'm such a fool for your charms Take me back, baby, in your arms Like to hear you sighing even though I know you're like Gonna love you too much I need your love all the time I need your love Need me mine Need a good Stay with close Please, please hear me You're most Now you got me started Don't you leave me broken hearted Cause I love you too much I love you too much We have uh, piles of vinyl to play for you today Mixing up the tunes uh, Bringing them back the Beatles say, I'll be back. You know, if you break my heart, I'll go. But I'll be back again. Because I told you once before goodbye. But I came back again. I love you so I'm the one who wants you Oh, 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 oh You could find better things to do Than to break my heart again This time I will try to show that I'm Not trying to pretend That if I ran away from you That you would want me to But I got a big surprise Oh, 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 oh You could find better things to do Than to break my heart again This time I will try to show that I'm not trying to pretend I wanna go But I hate to leave you You know I hate to leave you Oh, 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 you If you break my heart I'll go But I'll be back again When Arnold Schwarzenegger used to say, I'd be back. Hey, how about a lost vinyl? The Adrisi Brothers. Big hit for them, but you don't hear it that often. This is called, We Gotta Get It On Again. I must play that Beatles on again. Here are the Adrisi Brothers. Never talk. There was a time when there weren't enough words to say. We never touched, but I remember when I couldn't keep my hands away. The thrill is gone, there's no desire. Girl, we've got to feed the fire. We've got to get it on again. Work it out together. 
know so many happy songs We never kiss In the penetrating way that used to turn me on Once there was fire in our lives Silver sparks that used to fly We got to get it on again Work it out together Learn to love again Greasy Brothers. Uh, gonna get it on again. Stu Breyer with you at WICH. What's for lunch today? I have tuna fish with bread. <laughs> I don't like to take my tuna fish straight. I like to have a, a little bread with it. And uh, a banana. Gotta have that banana. We're just getting warmed up here. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with deals like our Silver Unlimited plan for just $45 a month and no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $249, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. W-I-C-H AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 W-I-C-H and 94.5 FM. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer is an offer to buy your car. Enter your vehicle ID info, answer some questions, then get an obligation offer to sell or trade it. For all of the it's, kbb.com it. This song sold a million copies. When you hear it, you're going to say, you're kidding me. Well, there was a time when the big dance was called the bump, which is a dance I was very good at because generally on the dance floor, I'm usually bumping into someone or something. So this was done by Joe Tex, and it was a million-selling record. Probably the most obscure million-selling record, but here it is, Joe Tex... I'm not going to bump anymore with somebody of large uh, belly.
the top bump song. How do you ask somebody, uh, would you like to get on the dance floor and bump? Don't bump me. Sorry, the bump is over. Hey, let's go back uh, many, many years. Once in a while, I like to tap into the 50s here. Good morning, this is Stu Breyer, and welcome to our annual Baby's First Christmas Show. And I've got a couple of partners with me today to help me with the show. First of all, five-year-old Joseph. Welcome to Baby's First Christmas 1997. And guess who else is with me here today? Three-and-a-half-year-old grandbaby Mallory. We wish you a very and a happy new year. Can't believe I found that tape. I just had to throw it in today. Let's go back to the early 50s when the top female vocalist at that particular time was Joe Stafford. See if you remember this song. Take me in your arms and never let me go Whisper to me softly while the moon is low Hold me close and tell me what I want to know Say it to me gently, let the sweet talk flow Come a little closer, make love to me Kiss me once again before we say goodnight Take me in your loving arms and squeeze me tight Put me in a mood so I can dream all night Everybody's sleeping so it's quite alright Come a little closer, make love to me When you're near, so help me dear Chills run up my spine Don't you know I love you so I won't be happy till you're mine When I'm in your arms you give my heart a treat Everything about you is so doggone sweet Every time we kiss you make my life complete Baby doll you know you swept me off my feet Now's the time to tell you Make love to me Everything about you is so doggone sweet Every time we kiss you make my life complete Baby doll, you know you swept me off my feet Now's the time to tell you Hey baby, make love to me She's so aggressive. Hey, here's Speedo. 
But they call him Mr. Earl. Well, it gets a little confusing. Here are the Cadillacs. Boom, boom, boom. Mr. Earl, how about this song? You can call me Al, but that's not really his name, is it? This was a tremendous hit for Mr. Paul Simon. You can call me Ray, you can call me Jay, you can call me Ray J. But don't call me Collect. There's a guy down the street, let's find out who he is. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Just a beer melon, beer melon. Get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all oh, my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? You duck back down 
down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents. There were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me. creative genius Paul Simon is. Uh, he wrote that song and doesn't make too much sense, but who cares? It's fun. Many songs have been recorded by many people. This is one of the top songs, You've Lost That Love and Feeling, has been uh, recorded by so many people. But the people who had the biggest hit with it came out in 1965, The Righteous Brothers. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips There's no tenderness like grief in your fingertips 
feeling. See if we can get it back with this song. Because you've been such a great audience today, here's a very special love song. Special love song. 
There's a way you know I'm gonna say it, babe There's a melody I play And I play it through Especially for you And all the words are true A very special love song So don't be surprised if you're sitting alone and you hear I'm gonna sing it to the whole big lonely world So turn your radio way down low and get near it There's an ounce of love, I'm gonna give it to you, babe There's a breath of life, I'm gonna live Every day for you And all the whole night through Singing just for you A very special love They called him the Silver Fox, not because he wore fox coats, it's his silver hair. Charlie Rich, very special love song. All right. So uh, this is an interesting word you don't hear very often, maniac. Boy, it is a real maniac. You can use it in Scrabble because it is a word, and it's also the name of a song. So get up, move your feet, work off your lunch. Michael Sambella, maniac.
like a maniac <laughs> really interesting that's from the disco era were you a disco dancer hmm never really got the moves down but uh, I was still working on the bump WICH weather partly to mostly sunny high 72 today lovely weather you're welcome partly cloudy and cool 49 tonight and Thursday a mix of sun and clouds 74 Friday, partly to mostly cloudy chance of showers or a thunderstorm by evening. Muggier, 76 degrees as we head towards Memorial Day weekend. Across America, we gather on Memorial Weekend to honor and remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. To the families and communities that have lost loved ones, WICH honors all of you on this Memorial Weekend. The land of the free because of the brave. I like that. 94.5 FM and 1310 AM WICH. And, of course, there's going to be a wonderful gathering coming up this weekend. City of Norwich, the Norwich Chamber of Commerce, and the Norwich Area Veterans Council wishes to invite all to attend the annual Memorial Day Parade and Memorial Day Program. If you would like to participate in the parade, yes, you still have time to do that. Come on, get your marching shoes on. Call 860-608-0472. 608-0472 and be a part of the parade. It's going to be Monday, May 30th. Rain or shine. Right in Norwich, the parade starts at 12 noon sharp, the new parade route. The parade starts on McKinley Avenue at the bottom of Grove Street. Proceeds to Broad Street, takes a left on Broad Street to Broadway. Don't forget to give my regards. Right on Broadway to Chelsea Place and Chelsea Parade. It's going to be quite a time. A Memorial Day ceremony is going to commence after the parade on Chelsea Parade at approximately 1.30. Guest speaker will be NCDC President and retired USA Airborne Colonel Kevin Brown. Music. Got to have the music, Paul and Lloyd Salisbury. And changing of the memorial wreaths at the war monuments and lots more. So be a part of it on Monday. We honor those that have uh, served our country. The wait is finally over. It's voting time in the 2022 Best of the Best Reader's Choice Awards Contest brought to you by The Day. The nominations have been tallied, and the top five nomination getters in each category have advanced to the voting round. Cast your votes daily in each category now through June 5th. The more you vote, the greater the chance your favorites have to win. View full contest details and vote now at theday.com slash bestof. Remember, voting closes June 5th. WICH reminds you that it's time to start voting in the Day.com Reader's Choice Awards. And when you do, don't forget to vote for WICH's Stu Breyer for Best Radio Personality. For over 52 years, Stu has ruled the airwaves on WICH, and now it's your chance to honor him. Don't forget to vote once a day. You can find the link at WICH.com with 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. WICH.
94.5 and 1310WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, tickets to give away in the very near future. Some of the great entertainment that is coming to our community at WICH AM and FM. Here's a friendly little song. When you're feeling down and low, pick up the telephone. You still have a telephone? All right. Call me. You know the words. You can sing along with Chris Montez. When you're feeling sad and lonely, call me, call me, call me. If you're feeling sad and lonely, there's a service I can render. Tell the one who loves you only, I can be so warm and tender. Call me, don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Somebody thinking of you I'm the one who never hurt you Maybe that's because I love you Call me Don't be afraid you can call me Maybe it's late but just call me Tell me and I'll be around Now don't forget me Cause if you let me I will always stay by you to trust me, that's how it must be, there's so much that I can do, yeah, Just tell me what I should call you. Uh, Chris Montez, don't call after 8, though. Is that about the time, 8 or 9? I don't know. 8 o'clock, 888. Okay, 8 o'clock. That's, you know, don't call after 8. Got that. Yeah, even the people trying to rip you off, they're calling after 9 o'clock. Come on. Hmm? Trying to sell me things so I can sleep better. And they're waking me up. It's not fair. How about a little mashed potato? I had a bunch of mashed potatoes last night that was so good. And when you haven't had them in a while, it's just such a great comfort food. And then I feel like dancing.
I used to call the Mashies. We call them Mashies. D.D. Sharp. She was like 16 years old when she sang that song. Man, starting a career pretty early, huh? Well, we're getting into uh, playground weather. Get it all set for the season, 70 degrees. Do you have good memories of the playground? I love the playground on River Street in Mattapan, except for the time I fell off the slide. But other than that, it was a good time. We played wonderful games at the playground like this. When this old world gets me down And there's no love to be found I close my eyes and soon I find I'm in a playground in my mind Where the children laugh And the children play And we sing a song Playground in my mind in a world that used to be. Close your eyes and follow me where the children laugh and the children play and we sing a song. playground in your mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got the swings and the slides and the climbing the monkey bars. That was uh, interesting. We had a very small playground. It didn't have a lot of things. You had to take a number and wait in line to get in there, you know. Chuck Berry sang a lot of songs with girls' names. Here's one of them. As I got on a city bus and found a vacant seat, I thought I saw my future bride walking up the street. I shouted to the driver, hey conductor, you must slow down. I think I see a please let me off the bus.
picture for me, please. Moving through the traffic like a mounted cavalier, leaning out the taxi window, trying to make a hell of a It's a name you don't hear too much anymore, Nadine. It's a pretty name. All right, Chuck Berry. I thought we'd close out with a sing-along song. We have a bunch of frogs in the studio, so uh, let's sing along with them. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Come on. <laughs> That's the Sesame Street Gang with Manamana. WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 W233 DB in Norwich. News next. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Heartbreak and anger today over the mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 students and two teachers died. How many more times? I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. Fred Gutenberg lost his daughter, Jamie, in the Parkland shooting in 2018. I'm Chris Fox in Uvalde, Texas. The Uvalde Civic Center went from being a polling place in the morning, a family reunification center in the afternoon, and by evening, it's where parents were told their children were among the dead. (laughs) Henry Becerra of the City Church International is one of the grief counselors on site. They've screamed, they've cried, they've yelled. Why? P.J. Talavera and his wife lost a niece, and they also grew up with one of the teachers. Right now, everybody is just in shock. You always think that it can't happen in your community, right? Apparently it can. Reaction is happening nationwide. Broward County Sheriff Gregory Tony. So much is always placed upon the law enforcement response and what we can do to either take on these threats or to mitigate them in advance. But we also need to start focusing on putting the pressures on our elected officials. West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin. Something has to be done. 
and I'm the first to say that. And we have to reach across the bench, but we can't politicize it. It has to be done in such a practical way. It just makes sense. Today, President Biden plans to sign an executive order on police reform two years after the death of George Floyd. CBS's Nicole Killian is in Washington. The executive order is expected to include sections to establish an accountability database of officers fired for misconduct, a ban on chokeholds, and a restriction on no-knock warrants at the federal level. Meantime, the city of Minneapolis will honor Floyd. WCCO-TV's Pauline Lee is there. The rally will be held outside of the governor's mansion. Leaders will also be unveiling a George Floyd Square commemorative street sign. And that will be followed by a candlelit vigil. The head of the FDA is testifying on Capitol Hill today over the baby formula shortage. But Colorado Democrat Diana DeGette opened the hearing urging Congress to do more. We'll tell you, this is not a new problem. It's been under-resourced for so far too long. Lawmakers are looking into why it took so long to inspect the Michigan plant at the center of this shortage. A second shipment from Europe is arriving today. Johnny Depp's ex, Kate Moss, took the stand to defend abuse claims against him in his defamation case. We were leaving the room, and Johnny left the room before I did, and there had been a rainstorm. And as I left the room, I slid down the stairs, and I hurt my back. Deb denies any abuse. This is CBS News. It's a day to honor. To remember. To reflect. This Memorial Day, honor our fallen soldiers with TAPS across America. For more information, go to cbs.com slash TAPS. It's a day to honor. To remember. To reflect. This Memorial Day, honor our fallen soldiers during the National Moment of Remembrance with TAPS across America. CBS is inviting musicians across the country to play the military bugle call TAPS at 3 p.m. local time and pay tribute to the veterans we've lost. For information on how to participate in TAPS across America, go to cbs.com slash TAPS. 99 out of 100 times, kid goes missing. Kid is with a parent or relative. What about the other time? The one. The global phenomenon. That turned the world upside down. He's our friend and he's crazy. Finally returns. I don't have my powers. On May 27th. I'm afraid your friends at Hawkins are very much in the eye of the storm. Get ready for the summer's most anticipated event. See on the other side. On the other side. Stranger Things Season 4 Volume 1 begins May 27th. Only on Netflix. If you're trying to cultivate a garden this summer, CBS's Wendy Gillette has some advice for you. If you don't exactly have a green thumb, experts offer some tips to help your garden grow this summer. The top mistakes are not testing your soil so you know which plants will grow best. Skipping compost, it's your best friend in a garden. Planting the wrong thing in the wrong place. Improper mulching, apply two to three inches around plants. And watering incorrectly, most plants need one to one and a half inches of water a week. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Steven Tyler is in rehab after relapsing from sobriety due to pain medication from recent foot surgery. Aerosmith released a statement yesterday saying Tyler went back into treatment voluntarily. But this does mean that the band has canceled their residency in Las Vegas this summer. They plan to get back on stage sometime in September. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Welcome back to our program on this beautiful day. Today, President Biden signing something on police reform. 
I hope he mentions when he does that we sure could use thousands, thousands more patrolmen in our country. He adds that in there. Open forum for this portion of our program. Earlier today, we had Congressman Joe Courtney, who was on the program and took a lot of calls and asked some really good questions. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. I didn't call in uh, to, which I learned, uh, Congressman Courtney, and um, he's quite the character, typical politician, and... You asked great questions, and he seemed to dance around all that for answers. Um, he did mention El Paso and the Rio Grande, where the problem is. So where is this energy um, going after the problem? And also, I, I just wanted to say... Um, it, 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 your interview was almost like Seinfeld, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, that's your perspective on it, and I thank you for it sharing is. that. You asked great questions, and this is a typical politician that danced around the answers and whatnot. And like I said, he identified where the problems were. So why isn't it being corrected? Okay, Thank Maria. You. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hey there, Vundaman. Hey, I've been wondering about something. No. Yes, How what is doing? it? How are you doing? That's the wonder. I'm okay. Thank you. Good. Hey, I saw some... I'm starting to see the two of them, at least. Good Morning America and the Today Show. Mm-hmm. They're very interesting. Hoda, she's a nice lady. Um, she's on the Today Show. And they had a doctor. They did a segment that the doctor is researching all the kind of things, and he's on the verge of hopefully finding something. Instead of, well, healing is great. Like if you get a cut and you take care of it, it heals, and um, hopefully mm-hmm. a little scar or whatever. But this doctor is focusing on regrowth. Okay, explain a little bit to me. Regrowth, you mean make, okay. make it, you taller? Well, I, I picked out something I know about the regrowth is like a chameleon. Um, if like something catches it like a bird and its tail falls off, mm-hmm. it, can regrow, it can regrow the whole tail. And oh, he's I trying see. to implement that in human medicine. Um, they're up to mice so far, but they were showing... Um, like uh, at least in the mice, the bones that ha- that they try to fix a lot of times, they, they end up regrowing because they're doing this research. And also another better thing is they, they they're knowing at least with this guy they're knowing how to use um, artificial stem cells, so we won't have to worry about where they're coming from anymore. It was an interesting segment. It's, it's regrowth instead of healing, but healing is great too. Yeah, of course. So stem cells. Are, yeah, I've heard a little bit about that, and yeah, they're they're getting close. I hope they uh, can accomplish this before the next hundred years. That would be nice. Yeah. Now the second wonder of the day. Yes, second wonder. It is um, can anybody else name? I don't know it, so I can't verify it if they get it right or you get it right. But any other animal or fish or anything that just like a chameleon, if it 
if its tail gets yanked off, it can regrow the tail. Okay. That's the question. Thank you. Thank you. It comes up with these questions, doesn't they? Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Phil. How you doing today? Okay, thank you. I wish I knew Courtney was there this morning because, remember I said a couple of months ago, him and Mr. Blumenthal, nobody has gotten back to me on how much our tax dollars went to the Mashin Tuckets to buy a casino in Puerto Rico. None well, of them. Sorry you didn't get a chance to uh, call in. I didn't know he was there. You know, I, I was bringing my wife to her uh, chemo treatment this morning. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have time to tune in this morning. But I'm like, everybody out there, you need to really think about this come election time. These guys, you call his office, Courtney especially, I get an aide and he can't tell me. I'm like, how can you not tell me? You work for the congressman. Press a button on the damn computer and tell me. They don't want to tell me. And here's another interesting thing that our elected officials do, that if you are tribal and you live on the reservation, okay, you do not, zero, do not pay any state income tax. Now, ain't that nice? Well, if you want to listen to the interview, you can get it on our podcast. It'll be posted a little later this afternoon. So, Okay. I just want everybody to be thinking about those those things, especially when we come up for election. Are we going to let them, you know, do for them and not for us, the working mm-hmm. people? Come on. Let's get, let's get real, people. All right. Give, All right, give your wife my best. Thank you. Going through a lot with those treatments, and when we wish her well. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi there. Uh, I just want to say that I enjoyed your interview with um, Joe. Mm-hmm. He he was very good. He answered the questions that people asked him, and he made a lot of sense to me. Okay. I think it was good, and I just wanted to tell you. Well, I'm glad you did, because we're <laughs> looking for all kinds of perspectives here on this program. Yeah, I know, and that's why I called, because I think it was a great interview, and I hope you have him back. Oh, yeah, he's he's always welcome. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's take this call. You're on the air. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, Stu. Yes. I want to answer Wonder Man's question. He wanted to know if there's any other animal that um, either um, ma- made its own... Um, it grows back things that it loses? Yeah. Um, I can think of one. I don't know any but a starfish. Starfish loses his, one of his arms. I read it a long time ago, but he'll grow, he'll grow back. Well, he needs there's that other, to swim, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I... I, there's insects that do that, but um, I think sp- um, spiders uh, go. I'm I'm not sure, really? but I know the starfish do. How about so. center centipedes? Oh, they have enough legs anyway. It doesn't yeah, matter, right? Well, I don't know. Um, possibly octopuses, octopi, octopi. I don't know. <laughs> octopi. <laughs> Pardon? Uh, calamari, right? Yeah, maybe. But I know starfish, too. It's an interesting with a worm. Sometimes uh, if a worm is cut in half, not that I really ever wanted to do that. that That's seemed, right. They can be cut in six pieces. I forgot both, about that. Both ends keep moving. It's like, yeah, but no, they can have six hearts. They can be cut in six pieces. I forgot about that. Did you say they have six hearts? Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's what, that's what I read a while ago, though. 
But um, I know... Um, um, nice to have a spare heart. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So And, and some... Um, I, I can't remember which one of... Uh, some snakes have two heads. Yeah, I've seen that. Not often. It's rare. But that's not regrowth. That's just a defect in... Mm-hmm. But... Um, two ways to get bit. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Off, right? You can get one head but bitten off, right? Yikes. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see you later. Good stuff. Thank you. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Um, okay. I, I, I'm independent, right? I, I know I sound Republican, but I'm independent because there are uh, not a lot of good things about each party that I do not like. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. And I have to say that I think Courtney had a lot of Democrat talking points. I believe he watches CNN, because a lot of the stuff he was saying doesn't jive with reality. The, you know, that we were not energy independent under Trump. Well, yes, we were. Um, and then <clears throat> it's like, how is the Green New Deal and, and other energy going to help us in November and December this year when it gets cold and we can't get oil except from a foreign country. But when he was asked a question about, I think it went, he went rambling off right after somebody asked why we can, we can send 40 billion on worrying about over there when we should be worrying about our own border. And then all of a sudden, he started talking about EB and how there's plenty of jobs down there. And I'm like, whoa. I hope you have Mike France on. Of course I'll have Mike France. Um, <clears throat> definitely. I had him on a while ago, but uh, but that was a while ago. Oh, I'd like yeah. to get him on. It was, because I don't even remember the last time yeah. I heard from him. And mm-hmm. if he needs help on what he should, you know, go after to get elected, I'm certainly sure you have a whole bunch of people that can call in and give him the help he needs, because, you know, it, it, it's like, uh, I don't know, I know he's, you know, Carter's a car, yeah, he's a nice guy, but that doesn't help everybody else out, I mean, his his nephew's got a job with the government as a border agent. That's great. But that doesn't help us out. So, yeah, I I hope to hear some other perspectives of some other people. In that lady that is running against Blumenthal. Mm-hmm. I don't know her name. It's a complicated name. Well, I hope you have her on, too. Well, I certainly will try because I know I'll be hearing from Richard. But thank you for calling. Okay. Hi, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Stowe. Hi, Lair. What's up? I guess you're calling in here the questions that I asked Mr. Courtney this morning that were not answered properly. I listened to everything. In fact, he quoted to you on the federal law, he quoted to you, I don't think I'll go there. Quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. That was his answer to me. Well, I have no control you, over his answers. Answer gave, did you hear that? Or do you, you want to put it up on podcast this afternoon? I heard a lot of things that, uh, you know, I I listened very intently. Well, so, what some he of them he was, did. I don't think I'll go there. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, well, that's I could tell. I, I could tell there were some things that he would rather have talked about other things, but yeah, typical Democrat politician. In well, my, uh, maybe typical opinion. politician. To be fair, let's talk about the other uh, idiot, the one who's in charge of the country. The CDC is not in charge of this country. That was the other thing I brought up to him this morning. Like he, uh, uh, th- he, he thinks that the CDC, uh, he says they say something, and all of a sudden. Uh, the president's got to follow their recommendation. No, the president's in charge of the country. Anybody in the government can make a recommendation to the president. He can he, he can accept it or deny it. The CDC is not in charge of this co- the, the, the country. So just because they said to drop Title uh, 42, there's no law that the president has to drop 40, uh, Title 42. Yeah, I kind of go along with that, but... I'm not saying well, I'm never. I'm never. The I'm, other thing. Why hasn't the president said one word about the uh, the person that came into this country was bringing other people across the border uh, illegally? Had already taken photos of President Bush's house in Texas and had plans of assassinating him. Would have been nice if brought up. Would have been nice if he mentioned it. So intent on bringing other things up. Mm-hmm. Certainly, that was uh, certainly glad that they uh, stopped that in its tracks. But gives you an idea of what can come well, over, right. what can slip if over the, the border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the FBI did catch on to him and follow him uh, in his tracks, we might have a dead former president today. This guy was going to assassinate him with help from people he was going to bring across the border illegally. Not one word said by uh, any politician in Washington, D.C. about this. This is unbelievable. No, well, I certainly hope that they speak up about it, but it's unlikely at this point. It, yes, yes, I did. Oh, it well, was I'm on the news. About it. I don't know if you heard it on other stations, but certainly Fox carried it. Fox is the only one that carried it. As far as I know, oh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't bother looking for this on um, ABC, NBC, or CBS, because you're not going to see it. Well, I don't know why. It's a big story. It's an important story. Yeah, the assassination of a former president, mm-hmm. the attempt, which was going to be carried out if, the, if, the, if he wasn't caught. Um, um, unreal. I, I don't know. I got one thing to say. I'm going to tell you whether you like Trump or not. During his four years of presidency, I didn't see too many problems with this country. Okay? Not any. Not the safety, not wars. Not food, not gas, not anything at all during his four years of presidency. All of a sudden, in the last 16 months, this country has gone to hell. And every, everything that you can think of. All right, Larry, I appreciate the Have call. Have a nice afternoon, sir. You too. Take a short break. I would like to speak with you and get your point of view with Stu. Pet owners, homeowners, gardeners, and animal lovers, Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it. Hi, this is Ambry. With over 35 years in the business, Fleming's has the products and expertise you need to make your yard the best it's ever been. Bagged in bulk mulches and soils, Jonathan Green fertilizers, dozens of organic alternatives. Check out our expanded selection of plants at our Preston store and our massive garden center in Stonington with thousands of Connecticut-grown live goods arriving weekly. Shop for quality and convenience this spring at Fleming's Feed in Preston and Stonington. 
Norwich Coin and Jewelry, always buying old coins, scrap gold, sterling, old currency, and silver coins. Hi, I'm Jackie, owner of Norwich Coin and Jewelry. We sell collector coins and supplies, and we do free appraisals. We also do expert jewelry repairs and engraving at very reasonable prices. We've been at the same location for over 32 years. Norwich Coin and Jewelry is a smart place to buy and sell your gold, silver, and coins. 860-886-2730. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, 35 Franklin Street, in Norwich. Talk about wasting money when uh, President uh, when Trump was president. Uh, they wasted over two years on the uh, phony Russia deal. Terrible, terrible. Think of all the money wasted there. Welcome, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Yes, I called. Uh, I, I got to be fair to uh, Joe Courtney. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm a conservative Republican, but uh, all, all all politicians. He deflected on a lot of uh, a few questions, especially when it came to the the economy and the president of the United States. But that's what all politicians do. They never admit their mistakes, Republican or Democrat. They never admit their mistakes. They deflect onto something else. And uh, I got that that term off the Doctor Phil show. That, <laughs> that's really? a good one, Doctor Phil. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, Stu. Um, he's a decent guy, but I, I'm not out to vote for decent people now. I'm out to vote. Uh, the thing that gets me mad about the uh, Connecticut Democrat uh, federal politicians is they're all sitting on their hands and nobody's saying anything every time the president makes a makes a gaffe in his speeches and stuff like that. And the white because the White House is doing a lot of walkbacks on everything that Biden's saying. Well, I don't think they're going to go after the president, but they should go after some of the policies. And if they did, I would respect them very much, because I believe a lot of them feel that there's something wrong, but don't dare to say it. And I think that no matter what side of the fence you're on, you should say it, what you think. And as far as uh, uh, background checks go, Mm -hmm. I do believe that that's going to be a hot topic from, from today on in the uh, November elections because I really think if you're going to take a negative response on, on uh, background checks, I think it's going to be a big issue because, um, listen, if you file your taxes today and you want a paper check to come to your house, it has been said on TV that you can wait up to six months to get your check back. So if you're going to wait a month for a background check to, to buy a, uh, a gun, and you're 18 years old, which another thing that Joe Courtney said was very disturbing today was they have no hookups with the Social Security uh, Disability Administration to see anybody that's treated with mental illness. So if you're on Social Security Disability and you're going to buy a gun because you have mental illness, it, they can do a background check on you today. Were you and surprised? They won't be able to find that out. Were you surprised that there are some states that don't do background checks at all? I thought that was horrible. You can just walk in and get a gun. I, I listen. I own guns, and I own guns for a reason. But I got news for you: there are some people out there who shouldn't have guns, and uh, because uh, and I'm also watching about this Texas uh, massacre down there of these children. And his grandmother worked at the school a few months before that. Mm-hmm. So he might, th- this monster might have known what daughter went to the school 
to gain entrance. And what he did was he barricaded himself in the classroom, and he told all the children, the fourth-grade children, that you're all going to die today. Jeez. Uh, Bits and pieces are starting to come out now. Um, And I called this morning before the 11 o'clock hour, and I can't understand why every school in the nation is should be locked down after the school's in session. Nobody should have any any in, gain any entrance to the school mm-hmm. unless you have an ID badge, state your business at the door. Well, obviously we're heading in that direction. Thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate anytime, it. Anytime, anytime. I welcome you on the air. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Father Stu. Yes, my spiritual friend. Um, you uh, you're having some interesting discussions today. Oh yes, sir. And you you mentioned the word perspective, and your callers are giving their perspective on mm-hmm. the events that are occurring in our country and in the world. So the word perspective is sort of caused something to go around in my brain, and I want to give my perspective on what I think might sure. be happening. I'll take it, yes. I believe like in the stock market, you hear about corrections. The stock market is correcting something that's going on with certain uh, stocks and the, the averages and so forth. It, it's, it's financial uh, knowledge. Well, I think what may be happening here in our world is, is if you think about what's happening in Europe with the war over there and with the uh, countries wanting to join NATO and you hear about China talking about what they want to do with uh, what's, what's the country they, they Ta- think belongs to them? Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Taiwan, yes. And, th- and of course we have our issues in this country we're dealing with uh, racial issues we're dealing with of course, the world is dealing with the pandemic, and a lot of things are going on. It almost feels like what they say at the stock exchange, this, this correction is being made in the world. And, and I have to put one more thing in there, and that is climate change. So a, a lot of us, like, we kind of, I think we feel a lot of stress because there's a lot going on all over the place. Well, definitely, people are more stressed out. I can tell. Uh, and, and so sometimes these things are happening because this this change. I think we're living in a special country, and God is looking over us, and He wants us to bring about change not only within our borders but in other countries. And that's why we're involved with Ukraine and trying to help Taiwan out. And we have been doing that for a long time. So that's that's my perspective of, on what I think is happening. And I just wanted to put that out there for your callers. All right. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. Hello. Welcome to the program. Quickly, Good afternoon. Quickly, Stu. Uh, as, as far as uh, Courtney answering questions, he only has so much time on the program to answer questions. And you have people waiting. Um, the other thing is, 
last night on CNN, they had about that guy that was uh, targeting uh, Bush's house. That's all I want to say. Okay, good. They should. I mean, they should carry that story. I did not see CNN last night. I do try to fish around and see if uh, they're covering things that should be covered, but certainly an illegal was um, planning on assassinating former President Bush. And he had accomplices, and fortunately, uh, they were on to him. Let's take this call at 889-5252. You're on the air. Welcome. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm just questioning uh, the authority at the school, the teachers, and any of the um, people who are in authority. Didn't they notice an 18-year-old young man on the premises walking around? Well, I, you know, I wish they did. They well, I mean, when call- I was in high school and that, our teachers were on everything, from the blade of grass growing to the noisy cars to everything. And if there was a strange person there, they would bring him into the building and question him. Like, what are you doing on the grounds? Okay, I don't ever remember my teachers looking out the window for anything, but... Uh, oh, no, 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 they were out walking around when it was like lunchtime and that. Oh, I see, okay. They were outside just as much as they were inside. Of course, in this case, bringing them into the building might not have worked either. So, no. Well, we do need security at the schools. If we're yeah, there's no doubt that. about it. But we have a shortage of police. We obviously have a sec- not too many security guards that we would love to have at the schools. So we've got to work on that. We got to pay them well. Well, I think you got to bring in professionals just to do that job because uh, mm-hmm. security guys and that, most of them, they're going to get on the, thing, on the radar as retired and just go show up. You need professionals there to notice things like that. Okay, I agree with you. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Stu. I forgot to tell you something. One thing. You're going to have um, the former President Trump on your, on your radio station tomorrow. The former President Trump? Yeah, he's going to be on Sebastian Gorka's show. They oh. announced it yesterday. <laughs> Darn, I, would, I wish it was me talking to him. I would have a million questions. Yeah. Sebastian um, Gorkin will have President Trump on yeah, his program. Yeah, I don't know what time, though. It'll be, well, he, you know, he goes on at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah. um... Till 8, yeah. 5 till 8. But so. they announced it yesterday. Well, I'll make sure I check it out. Yeah, I'm going to, too. Thanks for the plug. I, I thought I wanted to tell you in case somebody else, other people wanted to check it out, too. Mm-hmm. He's going to interview him. All right. Thank you, my friend. Yep. Bye-bye. Sebastian Gorka follows Jimmy Fallon. No, he's not a stalker. He follows him on the radio, and he's on at 5 o'clock, and I didn't hear him say that he had uh, former President Trump. That should be interesting. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. Well, I think we've got a long ways to go to get control over these people doing these horrible shootings. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. We we have been spending money on things that can be put aside for the safety of our children. And other people going grocery shopping, churches, you name it. I I don't know where to begin but I sure hope that something comes out of this because, like I said before, you know, golly, there's been a lot of shootings over last weekend, stabbings, you name it. 
but this is a school. Little innocent kids. Geez, do I I I am troubled by this. I well, there are people in the world, and it's always been that way, that are evil, and they don't care. I don't but, know why. They're just evil people. But I can tell you a numerous amount of psychiatric hospitals that are shut down. And you know what? Norwich Hospital is one of them, Middletown. And everywhere, one day those people were fine. One day, mm-hmm. they woke up, they took them out of the Norwich State Hospital. All these other medical places where these people made their homes because they were sick. And so many, even it's everywhere in the United States of America, these hospitals have been shut down. And it's our government's fault. Yeah, we've got uh, heroin people, the clinics to go to, but it's not enough. There just isn't enough. And, and it's just horrifying. Texas is one of the Lone Star states that it, people can carry guns there. That's legal. I mean, and I mean, they don't bring that up on the news, but anybody can get a gun in Texas and carry it to work. I'll tell you right now that many cases, when you see these crimes, there's a connection to drugs. Oh, it's right. Absolutely. Right. Whether they're buying drugs or selling drugs or they're higher and this and that. And that's why I get so upset about the border where tons of drugs are coming in. And that is shameful and unacceptable, and there's no excuse. So how? How do we, Americans... Speak up. How are each one of us? I mean, I speak speak up. up, I fight. But there's nothing... I'm just one little person. You're just one little person. Well, you can make... Are these people blind? Are people blind that they can't see the help that we need? Continue to call your senators and your congressmen and try to get through to the White House. I don't know if they still take calls on the hotline, but that's the best you can do. And be a good person, and you are. We we need to, uh, well, we got to get some guts, I think, more so, in a proper way. We've got to get the guts to stand up, because if we don't, our country is going to hell in a well, there are people. Yet. There are people and now that are afraid to stand up and tell what they have to say because other people want them to shut up and they want to lose their freedom of speech. Right. And that's well, another problem. You've hmm? got to be careful what you say out in public now. Some people you lose their job it. because they stand up for things, which oh, we God hope keeps do. changing. Listen, you have a wonderful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day out. But please, folks, get out there and stand up when the voting time comes. Not all people are bad, Democrat, Republican, independent. Some of them are good damn folks. Okay. Stand up, please. Bye-bye. Bye. Summer and Dairy Queen are the perfect fit. Nothing makes kids and adults smile ear-to-ear like a treat from Dairy Queen in Taftville. A DQ Sunday peanut buster parfait, banana split, the incomparable blizzard, and the DQ cake are just a few of the soft-serve treats that has made Dairy Queen in Taftville a mainstay destination for almost 50 years. DQ also grills up some great burgers, chicken, and hot dogs. This summer, make DQ a must-stop. Dairy Queen, fan food, not fast food. Norwich Avenue in Taftville.
WICH reminds you that it's time to start voting in the Day.com Reader's Choice Awards. And when you do, don't forget to vote for WICH's Stu Breyer for Best Radio Personality. For over 52 years, Stu has ruled the airwaves on WICH, and now it's your chance to honor him. Don't forget to vote once a day. You can find the link at WICH.com with 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. WICH. W-I-C-H AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 W-I-C-H and 94.5 FM. It's a good weather day. Sunny, high about 72 today, 49 tonight, 74 tomorrow. Welcome to the program. Hi, good afternoon. No talk, don't want to talk, sign language, anything, groan, okay. If you would like to actually call and talk to me, it's okay. 889-5252, we would like to get your opinions on some of these topics. And this is the program, you don't have to agree with me. You're entitled to your opinion, and I'm entitled to mine. We give everybody a chance at it. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Okay. So I, I listened to what Larry was saying before. He was mentioning the, the ISIS member that was going to assassinate on George Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't know if this is the same individual, but there was a suspected terrorist that came into the country, and they didn't tell ICE for two weeks. And then once they did, he's he's been put you know, um, held in, held by ICE, by, by ICE. Well, I, I know the story, and it didn't make any weeks. sense. Didn't make any sense whatsoever. You know? you know, they're they're right. It's it's just like with the with the um, baby food, baby formula. Um, there's a report by by a whistleblower in October. The FDA goes in February. Excuse me. You know, four months later. They or five months later, they go and they investigate, and then they shut it down. And then once the word goes out across the country about all of these parents that can't find baby formula, then the government decides to act. They're always playing catch-up on this administration instead of taking care of things when they happen. Um, they play catch-up. Um, it's it's. You know, the same thing happened in Afghanistan. They went and they started shutting stuff down without realizing and doing things in the proper order. And they react to what has happened. They react. They react. I mean, Ukraine, you kind of knew in advance that Russia was planning to invade. They could have done stuff in advance. But no, they're reacting after. Um, It's a problem. They're reacting after to the ISIS man and to other suspected terrorists, they've got to start reacting when it, when it's happening, not waiting, you know? I mean... Listen, I agree with everything you said. Obviously, they have not done a good job in many areas. I wanted to tell you, I have a very interesting guest tomorrow. I don't know if you remember, Lise Wheel. She's been on uh, Fox. She's been on CNN and... Uh, 
She's a brilliant, uh, brilliant woman. Her uh, dad was an FBI agent. She has written a true storybook about a spy for the Russians who lived in this country who was not caught for 20 years. And this is, book is a fabulous book. I'm really into it. We'll be talking with her tomorrow at 11. I just wanted to let you know because you may know her if you watch Fox or any of I the other channels. I, I don't recognize the name, but I'll probably recognize mm-hmm. as she's talking. Yeah, Lise um, Wheel is her yeah, name. Uh, yeah, well, 20 years isn't isn't that long considering some of the others. Well, this guy know? worked with the Russians for 20 years and uh, would there would be people that were working for us in Russia as spies and he would point them out and then these people would get killed and it's mm-hmm. an unbelievable story. Well, yeah, and there are a lot of stories like that. I mean, look at the congressman now I'm drawing a blank as to his name in California who was dating a spy. And mm-hmm. he's on the the intelligence committee, yeah, I know. and he's he, on all of these committees. He hasn't been taken off. No, that's another you know, thing and, that I ponder. And his girlfriend was a Chinese spy. All right, so, thank you. you know, I mean, it's it's all over. And they have said that, like speaking of Chinese, they were doing a lot during the Trump administration of really vetting the people that are coming over, and they're not doing it anymore. So. You know, one only, you know, one wonders what's going to happen now. Enjoy the afternoon. Okay. Reacting after it happens. That's what they're doing. And this whole, this whole gun thing, it's not the guns. Guns don't kill. They can just sit there for years and years and years. It's the person we've got to start respecting life. All right. Get some sunshine. Anyway, have a great day. Bye. You too. Hello. Welcome to the program. Well, I don't want to comment on anything bad. I just want to hear the Menominee song. Oh, I played it. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh, no. I came home and I zipped in and I turned the radio and my portable outside. Oh. What time did you get home? Oh, right after I talked to you, I actually sat in the driveway before I parked my car. And you played a bunch of neat songs. And then I ran in the house, got my portable and came outside. And uh, that's okay. Thanks anyway for playing it. You always play everything I ask for. Well, we'll play it another time. But yeah, we did get the old. Uh, ah, man, I'm not I, in I there. It, I think it was the Red Skelton show. When you first heard it, that's where I heard it. Yeah, you know, the, he had like a like a skit at the end, and he had like a space suit on, and it was like a like a weird thing. Do you remember it? No. No, I don't remember that. But uh, the one that <laughs> I played was put together by some of the gang from Sesame Street. Oh, but all right. I don't know. Well, like I said, you always play every single thing I ever ask for. So does Dan O'Brien. So we appreciate your time. All right, thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Memorial Day weekend. You know, of course, Monday there's going to be the big parade and the ceremony. Hope you will check it out. It's going to be rain or shine. Parade starts at twelve noon. And a Memorial Day ceremony will commence after the parade on Chelsea Parade, approximately 1.30. NCDC President and retired USA Airborne Colonel Kevin Brown will be there as the guest speaker. There will be music, changing of the memorial wreaths at the War Monuments, and lots more. be a special day honoring those that gave their life to keep our country safe. 
Time for another call or two. We've had very busy lines, and if you had the busy signal, I do have an open line right now. Have your say. Uniting for United was established to collect much-needed food for the Jemmy E. Moran United Way slash Labor Food Bank now through June 2nd. Visit a participating business to donate. Every little bit makes a big difference. Visit unitingforunited.com slash help to learn how you can work to end hunger. Don't forget we have our podcasts. You can hear them by going to wych.com and link on. It says podcasts. Link it on. There'll be many choices to uh, hear some of the shows and catch some of the guests. If you missed Congressman Joe Courtney, you can certainly find it. About 2.30 it'll be posted. Just go to WICH.com and link on to the podcast. And you can hear the interview, which was right after the 11 o'clock news. That's when we had it, right after the 11 o'clock news. And tomorrow... After the 11 o'clock news, Lise Wheel will be with you. She's a uh, commentator for many of the networks. She's a right-on-the-money writer. True stories. She's got a story about one of the uh, people who spied for Russia, who lived in this country for 20 years before they caught him. And you wonder why it took so long for them to catch him. Just uh, amazing. But you'll hear a lot of that story tomorrow on our program. So uh, keep it here. Take a little break music, will you?
That's what we call in the business an interlude. An interlude there. Subtitles, too, needed time to clear his throat. All right, WICH, uh, we take another call or two. I want to remind you that June 14th is right around the corner. It's our WICH Listener Appreciation Day. We've had them three other times. I'll be there broadcasting, greeting the folks who uh, listen to WICH daily. And all WICH listeners will get a free ice cream. You'll get to meet some of the callers if you choose, or you can just check it out. You know, you could be a check-it-out person. June 14th, 11 to 1, a Dairy Queen in Taftville. Welcome to the program. What up, madam? What up, madam? Good, you kind of know the song. (laughs) All right. Easy words to remember. (laughs) I don't know. All right. You know what we need? You know what this... We all need a little bit of the uh, Brady Bunch. We need to watch the Brady Bunch. Sometimes I find some of those old shows get away from the news and... Here's the story of a lovely lady Who was bringing up three very lovely girls All of them had hair of gold Like their mother, the youngest one in curls It's a story of a man named Brady Who was busy with three boys of his own things simpler in those days? Probably not. We all had different problems, and even the Brady Bunch people. Nothing was really perfect, but it was kind of fun once in a while to watch the Brady Bunch and just get away from everything, eh? You want to hear a rare recording? I thought you would. For you Elvis Presley fans, Elvis has a recording of America the Beautiful. Some people say we should replace the Star Spangled Banner with America the Beautiful. Well, listen to it and what do you think? Elvis Presley. Oh, beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves for purple mountains, majesty above the fruited land. America, America, God shed His grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood. From sea to shining sea. Oh, beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of rain, 
purple mountains majesty above the food plains America America God shed his grace on thee and he crowned flagged with featherhood Elvis could hit those high notes, too, huh? That's America, the beautiful. Thought we would throw that in as we get towards the... Uh... What is that noise? I have no idea. Was that the end of it? I beg your pardon. I didn't know it had that ending. Now I want to play it again to hear that ending. Strange things are happening... When you see all these buttons, you'll realize why. Stooling, another dimension in time. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going into the twilight zone. I think we've all been there once, twice, huh? The twilight zone. I know, I was thinking about Connie Francis. I hope she's doing okay because, um, boy, she brought us a lot of uh, wonderful music through the years. I'll never forget when this song came out. It was right around graduation time, and it was the perfect song for that time in 1962. Spell it out, Connie. B-A-C-A-T-I-O-N In the summer sun Put away the books, we're out of school The weather's warm, but we'll play it cool We're on vacation Having lots of fun Just like this And I can't wait to go home 
to a jukebox tune I'll park your car neath an August moon We're on vacation Till the start of the fall Always love songs that help me spell, and that's of course vacation with Connie Francis. Boy, there were so many things I wanted to get to today, but it's been very busy. Uh, members of the Planning and Zoning Commission seemingly scuttled a proposed RV park on Mashantucket Pequot owned land at the junction of Routes 2 and 164 last night, voting 4 to 3 against a motion that it be approved with certain modifications. The vote, however, is not the final word on the project. I wanted to get a little bit to that today and talk about that because, uh, well, it's been a busy day, which we like. Not a problem with a busy day, but there are things that maybe we can get to tomorrow. Some of the things that are happening in our community. Remember, I do have a guest. She is a uh, wonderful writer. Her name is Lise Wheel, and she's also done many talk shows. Her father was an FBI agent, and she wrote a book about the FBI and uh, spies. True stories. It's not fiction. Well, you get into you. You put you pick up this book. You won't let it down. You say, "Man, how could this happen?" Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. In the meantime, the kids have to earn their money here. And that's the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you'll be with us again tomorrow. Goodbye. Please be kind to each other. Look out for each other. WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 W233 DB in Norwich. Jimmy Fowler with his talk.